cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Who's on the inside coming to the line? It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 Uh, we took Carnite. Com, your mentioned. online racing community since 1997. <laughs> Try to silence me. Uh huh. I see the way it's going to be tonight, guys. Silent. I can still hear the drunken announcer. We got rid of him. Thank you. Shut him off. All right, um, folks. You listen to Inside Florida uh, Racing. Uh, CC Brooks and Good Rob. Good evening, Elting everyone. Jack Smith. Um. It's another Monday night. We do know what we're talking about. We Occasionally. Do. Pe- people are listening. People think we don't know what we're talking about, but then we get some wonderful emails. We don't have a clue. That, uh, <laughs> a lot of support. Folks, we want to tell you. Folks. And thank us, and we, we, uh, we thank you that, uh, the lovely emails you've been sending us. Thank you so much. There's no doubt that the support from last week's show. And the week uh, before. And the week before is uh, really unbelievable. Um, it's kind of showed uh, CC and myself and Jack that you know that uh, maybe maybe there is people out there listening. Maybe uh, <laughs> you know, there's more than just a few, and uh, you know I hope that uh, I hope that the last week's show uh, and the week before show helps the sport of racing. And uh, I do want to say I don't discourage anybody to go to any racetrack, whatever racetracks in your area, go to support them. Because they need all the support they can get in this economy. Mm-hmm. And race at the tracks that you want to race at. And you know what? I didn't tell you guys. We had, so far, we don't have, uh, we haven't begun to finalize the count on the second show last week. But the previous show, uh, two weeks ago, yeah, we had, uh, besides the, the extremely large <laughs> listening audience live, we had um, 1,800 uh, downloads of the show already. I figured a lot of people must have done that because Saturday night at the racetrack, just person after person was coming up to me telling me that they listened to the show and, um, you know, wanted to know that that they appreciated what we did on the show. And they thought that the way that, that I was talking to was wrong. But Well, you know, the bitch is, nice. is that, you know, it's always bothered me, and there's nothing you can really do about it. It's the nature of media, as we all know, mm-hmm. that if you have something that has a little controversy to it or there's a negative slant in some regards, you're going to get more listeners. Somehow or another, people, it's just human nature because you, when you do top shows that are really, 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 really positive, yeah, people don't talk about it as much. And it's a shame, but that's the way human nature rolls, I guess. So. Well, um that's what's good about the show. I mean, this show, Inside Florida Racing, it's about racing in Florida and what goes on all around. And we cover a lot of different things. And sometimes we get stuck on some things. And sometimes things make me mad. Sometimes <laughs> things make CC mad or Jack mad. And um, I if never we get mad. If, if, any, if the show offended anybody last week, then uh, I'm sorry that it did. But too bad. Um, that's the way it's going to be when it comes to certain things. Um, today... Our show today, um, got all kinds of good guys on. Rusty Marcus, Scott. You know who Crockett. Rusty Marcus is, right? I know the name. It's Dave Marcus's. Uh, I love these pop quizzes that they throw at me. <laughs> he's just kidding. He's pulling your leg a yeah. little bit there. Orlando Speed World promoter. Yeah. 
du jour. Rusty. Yeah, Rusty um, Marcus. See, I'm going to have to pull up on the forum. Somebody posted a question to ask Rusty. I'm going to pull that up and look at that. Um, Davy Crockett's uh, great-great-grandson. Yeah, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Choquette is going to be here. Uh, Admiral Nelson's great-great-great-nephew. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> I should have worn my cowboy boots. It's going to get deep in here tonight. Uh, and, so uh, we, we got Jeff Choquette. We got Blake Cook, who won um, race down at Charlotte County Motorsports. Blake Park. got screwed. No, he didn't get screwed. He got wrecked by the last place car trying to pass him. Do you believe it? We'll talk to him about it. Yeah. I... <laughs> so Blake was there, and actually Blake was uh, doing a lot of uh, autographs for the kids and passing things out to the kids, and it was really sweet to see that. And then I see. Go ahead. Linda. Linda, Linda Jerka from Linda, uh, finally. Motorsports Park is coming on again with us. It's been nice? a long time. Isn't that nice? Has she ever done this? I thought she had. No, I don't think no? that. Nah, she used to come on when we'd call. Remember, we'd, we'd do our her. speed round. We'd call the promoters. I think we so. had her a couple of times, and we couldn't mm-hmm. get Jason. And she'd come tell us what was going on at Charlotte County mm-hmm. Motorsports Park. But, you know, she's the one that takes care of us, makes sure that uh, the ways pay for us to always come to the track. And, uh, um, you know, I think mm-hmm. she takes care of things on race day, makes sure them parking spots are, uh, there ain't no trucks in them. Next week. <laughs> without a trailer on them. Next week, we have... Uh, Mike Peters from Ocala Speedway and Terry Roberts from New Smyrna Speedway. And the week after that, we're going to have Don uh, Critty from uh, a Critter from uh, Citrus. Citrus County Speedway. You, you've already got next week's show all lined up. We got a couple, couple oh, of yeah. guests lined okay. up down the road. Margie Nanny is you know uh, going to be on with us as well. We're and, uh, just not sure when. These 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 uh, tracks that we're covering are. It looks like they're. Uh, not just in one area of the state, Jack. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told the accusations. Well, they you know, just kill there, me. now there was an article that came out. I think you uh, speed read it, and uh, it came out in the Sarasota Herald Tribune. Some folks mentioned it on the Real Racing USA forums. Um, it's primarily about Desoto and 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 the economy. It was, it was centered around Desoto Speedway, and of course, the the writer from the Herald Tribune was focused on the. Uh, how the economy was affecting racing, which is anybody who knows, it's affecting everything negatively, um, except for people who are speculating in oil futures. If you're not speculating in oil futures, it's not a good thing. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. But. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know what? The economy and the uh, rain um, didn't turn everybody away from racing Saturday night at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. There were still a few people like me. We sat out in the rain and waited for the fast trucks and the late models. Scott, Gro- Scott Grossenbacker won at Citrus, uh, Citrus County, too. Super late models. In this article that uh, came out yesterday, I talked to Terry Roberts. As Terry was uh, kind of quoted in it in a, in a positive light. As he pointed out, the New Smyrna is not, because of a lot of the programs that they're doing there at the track, just like some of the other tracks, they haven't really suffered that bad. For they're holding their own on the car count and the driver, the fans. They're they're doing okay with that, you know. And uh, it occurred to me that those guys that have a little more and, and fair or not, I, I think this is true, that those uh, owners, promoters, general managers, whatever, who have a little more uh, background in promotion and advertising in their backgrounds, are probably going to do a little better and fare a little better than those who don't during this time of um, 
you know, where it's a little bit of an economic downturn. Don't you think? Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, it, it just depends um, on where you're at in the event because I'm going to tell you something is that the bat some, of you, some of you may or may not know that um, I do the monster truck announcing. And uh, something that uh, I noticed is uh, I thought the economy was bad for it and some events that I did maybe a couple months ago mm-hmm. with some other guys. And so this time I did it with some guys from uh, with AMP um, events. And they're from Arizona. They're not even from around here. None of the guys I worked with are from around here. So when I get there, there was really no signs up, really. You know, getting down there, I thought it was going to be like the other one. Well, these guys know how to promote the show because, man, 4,500 people showed up to this event. And that's okay. wonderful. And they probably spent put a fair amount of uh, money into an advertising promotional oh, yeah. campaign. And that's what you need to do. Yeah. So I think when it comes to the, to the racetrack and the economy, yeah, I think it's tough to do that kind of show week after week after week. Right. But I think if you concentrate on your regular shows and maybe once a month do a big show, mm-hmm. then I think um, – now, this is only my opinion, you know, but I think that, that, that that's more like maybe what they should be doing. And uh, I, I still say, you know, I have a super late model, and I still say the way to go with super late models for a racetrack to keep your fans because your fans love to see them, have them run every week. Have them run every other week, but only run 35 laps or something. Mm-hmm. If you run weekly late models, they can only run 35 laps, and then maybe run a 50 lap for once a month with each of your classes. What do you think, Jack? Actually, we were talking to uh, some of the super late model drivers the other night about this, uh, and uh, that exact point. They made that point. Only thing was, for the le- for the 35 lap races or whatever, uh, they didn't think that. Um, that was good unless they were going to get paid. The payouts were going to be good. Yeah, but it works for Citrus. How often do they run them? They're 30 lap. They run 30 lap um, super yeah. late model races, and they do it. Continue. What you have to look at is all these tracks have one thing in common. Is, you know, they're all trying to get fans in the seats, and they all got these guys with race cars that want to race. So, um I guess I'm just an example, and I try to I, I use myself because that's all I can do is that is that I, I wish, you know, and I'm not saying I wish, you know, that Bobby Deal should start this tomorrow, but because I live right now and in, in, uh, um, where I live, part, you know, Port Charlotte, that, um, you know, if he ran late models, just a regular late model show, super late model show, and ran 30 More often, offers, yeah. yeah I, I would be there not only there to – cover the show but also to to you know race and and uh to me because i'm one of the guys that isn't likely to probably win because most of the time i don't um i'm not so concerned about that i'm so concerned about hey man make it fair enough that i can come and race two weeks with a set of tires at least you know that's the thing if you run 30 lap shows, man, you can run your right sides, you know, your left side tires for a month. Your right sides just change right sides every two weeks or something. And I think it's good revenue for the track, and it's easier on us, you know, 
And uh, sure, you may not get Wayne Anderson to show up to run those or whatever. But you know what? Citrus, they're not worried about it. they got 17 cars that show up, you know, every time they run super late models for a 30-lap show. You know, what? what's wrong with that? I don't think anything's wrong with that. And I think it's, you know, yet a and something else for track owners to, to think about. And, you know, when you're before we were talking about promotion, and you're saying it's your personal opinion. I think it's the shared opinion of everybody on Inside Florida Racing that um, promotion needs to really be thought out and done and, and spend the money. And like, even if it's just you pick one big weekend, mm-hmm. one big show out of the month yeah. and heavily promote it because all it's going to take is getting those new people to come to that one big night and getting them to fall in love with your track and the sport of racing, mm-hmm. and then they'll keep coming back. Well, I, I think that it's it's just got to be done, and I yeah. think it, it, it's going to be proven more and more, you know, with the promotion of uh, some of these dirt shows, you know, that are being done, and um, maybe with, hopefully, with some, somebody's going to do it, they're going to come up with, you know, a um, super late model uh, mm-hmm. deal, you know, it's on asphalt, um, maybe, who knows? Well, like we were talking about the last show with a... Um um, you know, like you wanted to do, like an over 40s super late model. I something. think it'd be great. Yep. Uh, and that's going to happen. That's going to happen. We're going to make e- that happen, even if, even if we got to make it happen here, we I'm going to do an over 40 happen. invitational for uh, all the old school late model drivers. Once, yes, it's a great it. idea. And I'm going to pick it. I'll tell you what I'll do for all you uh, tracks out there. Well, some of them won't be included, but if you got a real track that can have super late models on it, I'm going to put all the names in a hat. And we're going to pull a name out of the hat one day for where the uh, track's going to be. Once in a blue moon, yes. we're able to scrape together enough uh, energy to uh, coerce uh, the general manager from uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park to come on a radio show. <laughs> and that's tonight! And Yay! it's now! Linda! Hello. Hi, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Welcome What's going on, Linda? How are you? This is my work night, though. You know, I do all my driver's points this uh, on Monday night and listen to the show, but I don't have very many points to do tonight, so with the weather and the rain. Yeah, but you know what? It was still a lot of fun Saturday night at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Well, we thank, you know, thank you for saying that. And, you know, we tried just like the drivers do. I know we had a couple, you know, this weekend was supposed to be a big weekend for, you know, Bobby Dale and the track also with, the uh, Chamber of Commerce night where Bobby had, he just loves doing things like this, you know, inviting everybody that was, that belongs to the the Charlotte County Chamber of Commerce in to kind of have it as a social event for them and had a lot of different um, things set up around the track and, well, you know, the rain came and so we were just disappointed, you know, with not being able to make everything work out the way we wanted to not just the drivers were disappointed but things happen this mm-hmm. you know rain on saturday night that what are you gonna do well you had a really cute kids play area set up right um that was really nice and uh, the hands of angels were there That's with information right. and we had the habitat for humanity there mm-hmm. and uh different things like i say the corvette club was back again because the last time they were there it rained so they, they were back the parade lap uh, stretch from the finish line all the way around the back, but yep. Um, but you know what can you do when it rains? And along with what you were saying, you know it is hard work. You know putting this uh, show on Saturday night. 
I know I don't like to come out and speak too much. I'm usually behind the scenes and setting things up and doing uh, stuff during the week to get everything ready. But this isn't an easy job, you know. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. A lot of people think, you know, you shut the lights off Saturday and then turn them on the next Saturday. But it um, times are tough for everybody, even the racetracks, you know. And uh, we try to do a different approach at this where... You know, you got to go out to the community. Like I say, he invited everybody that belonged to the Chamber of Commerce, which almost every single business in Port Charlotte and Punta Gorda belongs to the Chamber, so they were all invited out. Um, you've got to do stuff like that. you got to spend your Saturday mornings at Walmart or, you know, advanced uh, AutoZone and different, you know, areas that are your sponsors or stuff with race cars and flyers and $2 off coupons. you got to call the drivers, you know, because... Times are tough for everybody, and it's not just, you can't just sit around and hope that, you know, you're going to have a good uh, car count or a good mm-hmm. crowd, you know, of people in your stand. you got to go out and get them. you got to earn their, you know, or put something out there to make them want to come to you. you Linda, know? Linda, how many of those people from the chamber actually came? Um, I, was, I counted up today, this morning. There was about 275 people. That came in through the uh, really yes, and you can't get two hundred and seventy-five of them to show up for anything. I, I guarantee know. you, not one of their breakfasts is there. Two hundred and seventy-five. But, but, but the after five, where they serve cocktails and food, right. they usually get a lot of Picks people there. Yeah. And I was going through their paper because Bobby had sent an email to the chamber, and then they sent it out to all the businesses, and then they had to bring that. And not only was it that person, but it was their family, so they had to fill it out, bring it in, and that was their way of getting into the track and stuff and was the president there uh i i don't know did you meet him no i did there there would be two there'd be the one for runs the chamber in punta gorda and then the one that runs the chamber for charlotte people there that um robert skidmore was there Mm -hmm. the different um so like i say it was politicians there dr chris constance was there Mm -hmm. i gave him a tour of the pits i was showing him the different race cars and explaining racing to him well, when I run for an office, I'm going to come there. And then Ron, you know, our our one of our other favorite fans is uh, Rotten Ron. They call him. You know, he had all the convertibles because it was his wife and his yeah. anniversary. So they had uh, a lot of those people in the convertibles for the parade laps and stuff. So it was real, you know. But it is you got to get out there. You got to promote. You got to go to these businesses. You got to knock on doors nowadays. You know, and you got to do what it takes. To uh, you know, get things happening and just be a little successful. And uh, you got to like our point of view. We have a really great team of officials. I think that we kind of are all on the same page, and we look at it like this is a show that we put on on Saturday night. And who's at the top of the list is the drivers. You have to always remember that the show is because of the drivers. They're the performers, so you've got to treat them as number one. Number two is your fans, because without your fans, you know, there's... And then we're last. You can't ever consider yourself at the top of the list there, because it's just, it, it isn't going to work, you know? A couple how we personally feel. A couple of questions, Linda. I know you made um, you made accommodations for drivers, who didn't get to race Saturday nights for them to use their armbands, right? Right. Now, when the initial got the first downpour of rain, um, 
was was any accommodations made for them if they were going to leave? They were taking their families home because of the rain because they didn't want to hang out. Do they get to reuse their tickets for next well, we, week? We could have, you know, we were originally, you know, looking at the radar. We always have the radar. I'm calling down to the office. What's it doing now? Okay, it's clear, you know. Then you see something pop up. But anyways, the, um, we tried to, with the pits being so full and all those people in the stands, you know, we just had to do what we could and dry the track, get, you know, get things going, and we did run the truck. Yeah, they were a little slow getting to staging, you know, and uh, but yeah. they did run. They put on a heck of a show. They know, did. Like, the, the, the trucks rock. were great, and those late models put on a good show, yes. and it was worth, you know, my friends and I who were all there Saturday night, we all thought it was worth sitting in the rain. We had a good you time. Do, you know, yeah, our, our backbone classes, our, the many stock in the road warriors didn't get to race, you know. And we do kind of lean on them a little bit because they are the backbone class. Not that we don't appreciate them, but, you know, these guys come from all over the state, the late models and the fast trucks. So, you know, we chose to, you know, put them out there, you know, hoping that they could just, you know, drive smart and get the race going and get everybody. And the, and the road warriors really helped you out because they came out on the track yeah. and they were drying. Well, we had fans, too, which were going crazy, and they loved it and wanted to come out, you know, which is like, uh, I didn't want to look. But Well, and, and, and Linda, Greg paid me $20 to be able to say that he did a great job uh, Saturday night too, he he didn't have he had he only had a couple of people mad at him and they weren't really all that mad at him. Right. And he did a great great job. And see, okay, Greg, I took care of you, brother. There you go. There you go. He always thinks you're picking on him, Jack. Especially when you was rattling his cage over there and saying, you know, let's hurry up. <laughs> but uh, we do. We have a great team, and we we try to do a lot of promoting. And we've been promoting for this dirt race. You know, that's coming up the uh, battle on the blacktop. They're calling it. And we just can't wait. You know, we're not wanting to get the track ready the week before. You know, we started over a month ago, you know, just starting to get flyers done up, starting to paint around the track, starting to, uh, because uh, we care. No, Linda, don't paint the walls till after this race. Well, yeah. They want it to be pretty for them to blacken up. Oh, I see. You see, they get them nice and white and then black them up, blacken them up during the race. Say, hey, that's where that dirt car, you know, really, and we can get them to go autograph it or something, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Linda, this is going to be a real big event, and yeah. um, you know, I'm real nervous. J- Jack and I are working on our own things along with, uh, with Ken, and we're gonna we have our we have our plan to make this one of the most successful events in Florida. Yeah, this will be the biggest race that's happened at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. I'm in, thinking it will. That's and, why we uh, no, will. and want to do what we can to at least you know make the drivers you know comfortable. Like I say, we we've, we've cut back on a couple of our our races for that night. Because I listen to your show every Monday, see what works, what doesn't. You know, try to put that stuff in play, you know. Really? And, oh, yeah. Oh, Linda, I love you. And just, you know, <laughs> go on the dirt races. You know I'm listening every night. I do my homework here when I'm listening. Well, you know, uh, what about, uh, is, is anybody listening to me, you think, when I talk about maybe running some 30-lap uh, or 35-lap right, yeah. super late model races, you know? But you have to try to... You, you, you have to put it in play as far as you know how many are, do really do they really want to you know do this? How many drivers really want to? You know what's the purse going to be? Because two drivers, it's all about the money, you know. <laughs> but um, well, I mean, it just it costs a certain amount to be able to put. Yeah, the it's all you money grubbing drivers that are causing all. Yeah, the no, and, and it's not. It, it, it's not that. It's just it costs so much to go out there and run these hundred laps. Like you could run two. We could run two races for right. you guys. We could run two 50-lappers two different nights 
you know, on the same amount of money, just about. So right. Um, well, that's why know. I know even with that late model race, you know, like the mini stocks were mad. I mean, these guys, we had like about fifteen of them that pulled in Friday, you know, and camped overnight, and was there all day Saturday and stuff. And I say it's just. You feel bad, you know. You don't want it to rain on Saturday. But yeah, you can't control that. Mother Nature, you know. And you guys have been extremely lucky to be able to get a lot of these races in. And uh, you know, like I say, I know it, it, it. It's great to be able to get the races in because the racers get to race. But I know as the racetrack, it kills the racetrack because fans don't come. They walk right. outside. Oh, surely they're not racing, you know. And right. And I know you answer the phone. That's one thing I'll say about Linda. She'll sit there and answer the telephone, man. All the way up until the end, you know. Well, that's a lot of people, you know, ask me, too. Why are you there so much? What do you, well, you know, you it, it's like a business. Like, say, with times being so tough, you have to be knowledgeable, you know. And if you're there when the place is open and you're always there for it. We have the go-kart program now, which is, like, really taken off. Greg, our flagman, he's the race director of the go-kart program. Does he push those guys around, too? Oh, no. He is like a little teddy bear with those guys. Like kids from five years old to surfer who's like, I think he's 69. It is so family-oriented. It's like, it's really great. They come out. I mean, and and we really wanted to have a little expo uh, of the go-kart Saturday night also, which they didn't even get to come out on the track and all that. But that's really taken off. Greg's doing a great job with that. He loves visiting with the kids, the older the guys that are in their go-karts, um, it's pretty fun on Friday night. But like I say, this it, times are tough for everybody. We work all all week. You know, Bobby Deal's out there Saturday morning. Gary LaPlante comes down on Saturday. We'll spend all day at Walmart with his race cars, passing out coupons. I mean, we got some of the greatest drivers and fans at our track, and that's another reason why we are a little successful because, you know, you got Derek Horton and Wally Smith that are kind of like the spokesperson of the Pro 4 class. You know, they go out there promoting their class. Hey, can we do this? Well, sure, you know, just we'll put it all together. We'll do this. They put on that Pro 4 switch-off race. That was like one of the most exciting races we had, you know. 26 cars times two drivers, you know. It's great to have drivers, you know, that excited as you are about wanting to have the track succeed and, and do good so and we appreciate all that also that's why we uh i don't know we we have them up there at the top of the list because they are the performers you know well hey one thing i'm just so curious about and um i mean i really appreciate you taking time and i i just i just one thing i just sort of want to mention i was talking to Derek horton um about this saturday night do we have, do wait? Do we have time? Can I? Can I? Thank you. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm reading the hand gestures correctly. Um, I, the figure eight race, absolutely love them. Fan favorite. But I've heard a lot about accidents in figure eight races. And, and, oh, that startled me. Okay. And uh, what I was wondering, Linda, is we got the what, best board op in the business. I was wondering is, how do you feel about the smaller cars, the four cylinders, running with? The, the trucks and the, the road warriors and the potential of something happening in the X. I mean, I was starting to think after things I've heard of maybe that needs to be separated for the safety of the drivers. Nervous. Of course, I get nervous scoring the go-karts on Friday night, too. I'm like, oh, these kids are going to get hurt. 
I'm, you know, it does make me nervous, especially Derek up against that truck and that big orange car and never, you know, lifted and everything and just, it's, but those cars are pretty tough and, and sturdy, supposedly. They make sure they're safety first. I mean, if they get it to where it gets big enough of a class, maybe we can sort it, you know, down to a smaller class and a bigger class. But that's what the fans also, I think, are excited about because they see that little tiny car, mm-hmm. you know, alongside that big truck or that big orange car, and they're both, you know, not wanting to give up the spot. You know, the fans love that stuff. So, Well, figure eights on motorcycles would probably be exciting to the fans, too, but um, here's my what opinion. What a great goes, idea. What a concept. Okay, Jack, that's the next uh, thing we're working on. You know, here it goes, my opinion again. And my opinion, Linda, comes from years of watching racing and racing and never racing figure eights, okay? But I let somebody else run my car in figure eights who was a very, very successful figure eight racer. His name's Red Van. And uh, he won many, many figure eight races. Um, figure eight races should be done with cars that are of a like weight and horsepower. Um, it's a great race, what you guys have there right now and i sat with bobby right through one of them the mm-hmm. other day bobby yep. cc and i we all sat there through there and, and we really picked apart these drivers as they were driving through there and how they were doing and uh Derek horton knows what he's doing he seems like he does mm-hmm. um but i'm going to tell you something i told you i let somebody else drive my car in figure eights for two seasons over at sunshine speedway so you must know that I knew that this guy was a professional, okay, and he knew what he was doing. He won many races, but one of the worst wrecks that he ever had in my race car, okay, was because when he came to the X, he slowed down to stop to let the guy go, but the guy behind him behind didn't. Mm-hmm. And he shoved him through the X, he got hit in the door, ran the car wide open into the wall, but he got was able to get the car turned backwards, so it hit backwards. Mm. So he survived that particular wreck. And uh, he actually won the race because of where the start-finish line was at the time mm. and where he went. But not long after that came the wreck, obviously, uh, which broke all of our hearts of Wild Bill Brevard. Um, and, and he was driving a car. Now, Linda... I looked at these cars a lot, okay? When it came to racing, before I ever get into a race car to race it, I make sure that that race car is safe. And when I don't mean safe just because it's got some kind of roll cage on it and a seat in it, I mean I look it over well. No figure eight race should ever, no car should be allowed to race in a figure eight race whose seat is attached to the floorboard. If the seat's attached to the floorboard, and it gets hit, and the roll cage gets knocked over into the seat, then the driver gets hurt, maimed, killed, whatever. Um, in a wreck like what like what Bill Rivard had, his actual roll cage got knocked back, or his seat came loose, one or the other, and his car really was not as safe as it should have been, but his car was even too the specs of what they made you have it back then. They had certain things that you had to have in your car in order to run figure eights right. outside of the oval class. You had to have a leg bar in there. You had to have a cradle for the seat, meaning the seat is attached to the side roll bar. So if the bar gets knocked in, the seat goes with it. 
Well, we, our drivers do. I mean, Greg Anderson put the, the class together, and then when he's not there, Derek will hold the meeting. I mean, they, they have meetings with the drivers, you know, and just talk to them about, you know, they really don't want it to be a, you know, stuff you in the wall, smash you up, and, you know, and accidents do happen. And our safety crew is like a real, like, safety person. You know, even Don, down in turn one, he's always like, he doesn't have the goggles on. He doesn't have his gloves on. Oh, yeah. I don't see, you know, how he sees sometimes, but it's like he knows everything. I don't think the big cars are going to let the little ones win very long. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, I think my big concern in what we were talking about, Rob, is just I want the race to continue, but I just want everybody to be safe. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Well, that's why they, you know, they do have those meetings with them, and they do discuss it. Those drivers, they are a group of the that go out and put on the show, you know, for the drivers or for the fans, you know. But those drivers, and they know if there's somebody who's kind of like not following the rules and there's been a driver or two and they're, they kind of, you know, well, listen, maybe next week you ought to sit out, you know, and just because they forget when they get the helmet on, you know, what they're really doing. But uh, It takes a different breed to yeah. do figure eight racing, mm-hmm. and it makes a really great show. And like I said, you guys have a really great show there. And, uh, you know, uh, it definitely keeps all of us on the edge of the seat. So, you know, if that's what it takes to do it. But like I said, I like to see it done safely. And I think yeah. uh, I think broke up each one of those classes would make a good little figure eight race, yeah, you know. Especially you guys build the car specifically for that so they know that or they're Or they safe. can run it in both. Yeah. There's not really much you got to do to it. You just well, got to change the, a little the, bit of the right, you know, just right. Just you front. were talking about making sure the seat and the yes, is I, done right. And I know that, that at Charlotte that they definitely look through the cars. I remember when Bobby first got there, we went through a lot of the cars. You know, I think Randy mm-hmm. Call was one of the first ones that... He showed up with this thing that he'd been up all his stuff. You're like, dude, you, you, you can't race that. You know, right. you gotta, you gotta get it right. You know, and and some of them with their fire suits and different things that you know safety goes over. Sure. And tells them, and it is their and the safety fire. crew and their fire suits. Yeah. And <laughs> easy, easy, but. Uh, well, you know, I know that that's uh, something that was brought up, and the safety crew got some new fire suits, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you got your safety crew can't have rattered and tattered, uh, you know, right. gear on while they're telling everybody else they need to have theirs done. But um, we got to get going, Linda. Um, okay. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, you know. And I wish that uh, more of the promoters at the racetracks would sit and have copacetic conversations with us instead of just being so one-sided all the time. And, well, it uh, is. you got to listen to these shows. you got to listen to the drivers. you got to listen to the fans, you know, and you got to listen to each other. you got to have to have a great team. And we do have a great team that, you know, they want to give 100%. You know, our officials, Greg Jason, who can make a boring race sound like it's, you know, NASCAR. And everybody's on the same page. And Bobby lets us do our job, and we're not perfect. We make mistakes, but we learn from our mistakes, and we go on to the next week, you know. And we appreciate, you know, our drivers and our fans, because without them, we wouldn't be what we are. Did you hear how many people were at that monster truck event I was at? I heard you say 4,500 or something. 4,500, Linda. That's great. I think they had to spend about 20000 to get them there, but... Well, My goodness. Thanks so much, Linda. See you Saturday. August 16th. Don't forget the... Race. And this week coming up, we have the Outlaw Street Stock and the Super Late Models. Rob, What's on the 16th? Following week. What's on the 16th? Huh? What's on the 16th? August 16th. What is it? On the blacktop, the asphalt cars are coming. United oh, Dirt Late, late Model Series. series. And you'll be there August 9th at Charlotte County. That's right. right. I'll be there. 
Okay. I'll be there both weekends. Um, I haven't got a car yet for the second week. <laughs> okay. We'll work on that. <laughs> Bye, Linda. Right. Thank you. following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Fake Tattoo Inventor. Mr. Fake Tattoo Inventor. Through the miracle of hypoallergenic adhesives, you transform us from mild-mannered accountant into roadhouse biker hooligan. Hooligan. Be it Screaming Skull or Thrashing Tiger, you've got a temporary alter ego for any occasion. Flaming Dragons. What else says, I love you, Mom, like a heart with a sword through it? You know I love you, Mama. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, Mr. Fake Tattoo Inventor Guy. We may not have been born to ride, but thanks to you, we can feel like it. Thank you, Mr. Light Beer at Isaac St. Louis, Missouri. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Inside Florida, Florida racing. racing. I think you say it better yeah. than me. Oh, well, thank you. Say it again. Inside Florida Racing. I just want to, re- I was I showing Cece while you guys were talking about with Linda about that um, stuff at the figure eights. I was showing her on, um, if you go into uh, Florida Stock Car Racing on Carnac.com, click on the history section, the legends section. <clears throat> There's Bill Rivard, Wild Bill Rivard. There is the um, bio of Wild Bill. And all of the message board posts 
following his death. And uh, it's absolutely, if you've never seen it, 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 will, uh, it will make you stop and think about things. I, I guarantee that. Because there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Um, we have never seen the outpouring of just um, Where's it support at? for um, a driver like that incident was. Florida Stock Car Racing, where? Yeah, in the history section. And like I said, I, I just brought it up because I really am. I know a lot of those drivers, and I'm really genuinely concerned about their safety out there. I don't want to see anything happen. Well, I know what it was like to uh, witness um, one of my friends and somebody that I knew at the racetrack, you know, die at the racetrack, you know, having a heart attack, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Murphy, and that was, you know... It was just his time to go, and he happened to be at the racetrack doing oh, what he loved to do. Yes, but, I was there, yeah. But, you know, that happened to be somebody I had sold a race car to, and uh, they built really good, safe race cars. It had nothing to do. It wasn't a racing deal. But, um, you know, it's always hard to see that in death, and especially to somebody that, you know, uh, was right there before and then they're not, you know. And, uh, you know, like the Wild Bill thing, that's uh, – that was kind of hard for all of us. I was not there that night, but knowing him so well as I did at the time, I was had that Ty Beanie Baby sponsorship, and I used to give him Ty Beanie Babies to give to his daughter. And uh, he just loved to race, you know, and you don't think about these things. You don't, obviously, they're not, it's not going to happen to me, you know, that's what everybody thinks, but uh, racing isn't that way. Uh, I, I say it, I've said it before, we get lucky as race car drivers that we get into the car, we strap in there, we go out and race. Sometimes we run into the wall, sometimes we run into other cars, and mm-hmm. we survive all these. And um, it, it's because of the technology today and that we put, you know, the tracks initiate these things and say, hey, you have to have these, is a, a statement to why, you know, we're still here today. Oh, hey, Rob, we have Blake Cook on the line with us. Hey, Blake. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. It was nice seeing you out at Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday night. It was great to meet you in person. Yeah, you had a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of little ones gather up around you Saturday night to get your autograph. Yeah, I try to make the, the younger ones happy, give them some stickers and some autographs, and letting them come sit in the car and take pictures, and, you know, just trying to... Uh, gather some fans to come and watch me race. Well, you looked like you made them all happy Saturday night. I was trying hard to. They would have been more happy if I would have won, but... Well, yeah, it was a, a, a hard race you ran Saturday night. Yeah, it was. After that wreck, I got into uh, mm-hmm. the handful. Yeah, I guess you'll have a, a... You'll be thinking the next time you, you go to start lapping the field, huh? Oh, yeah. I will. It was funny because um, when I was going behind that lapper... He moved up, and I don't know if that's his line around the racetrack, but it, uh, it moved up. It made me think that he was going to take the high line, give me some room down bottom. So I, I went to the bottom, and sure sure enough, he came across my nose, and I didn't back out of it. So I, I tapped him a little bit, got him sideways, and tried to hold it down as hard as I could and, and still keep up my momentum. And I ended up clicking the the, uh, the back of the race car and pointing me towards the wall. Mm-hmm. But um, if I would have known, I didn't know how much room I had behind me until after the race they told me I had a, a pretty good lead. I would have let up a little bit, but I thought I had Morris or Macy, whoever it was, right on my 
right on my tail. No, you had a half a straightaway lead on uh, the four, on the field. Yeah, I wish I would have known that I wouldn't have been so impatient with a lapper. But you you race and you learn. You know, I have a lot to learn, and uh, I'm excited for it. CC, did you give him one of our stickers to put on his car? No, I didn't I, get a sticker. No, no, you I were didn't. supposed to have them because I didn't see him last time that he that's raced right. there. I'm sorry, I I got you know. That's why you didn't win. Oh, don't say that. It could be. Wait till you see oh, me come out on the ninth with my new oh stickers my on. Well, Rob, I got to tell you, gonna, they're going to make me feel all guilty now. He, like your problem is. My he fault. finished second. He didn't go off the track after he wrecked. No, he didn't. He stayed out there, stayed in his position. But tell us what happened. What's that? Tell us uh, what happened after the wreck. Well, after the wreck, they they wanted me to see if it rolled by itself, but I had the uh, the fire truck or whatever it was in front of the car, so I told them to scoot over so I could let it roll down the track, and it rolled just fine. So uh, they wanted me to pull up in front of turn one. They took a look at it. It looked, it looked okay. So we were going to go for that restart, and when I dove down in turn one, I was hoping I'd have a right front tire that was pretty stable, and uh, it worked out okay. I, it pushed up a bit. Morris dove down. Uh, right on that restart, he, he dove down inside of me. Um, I tried pinching him down, but he, he just he got it from me. And uh, from there on, I was just trying to fight a tight race car, which isn't fun to do at Charlotte County. You know, it's, there's not a lot of banking. Um, held on to my position. I was trying to push, uh, put the pressure on Wayne as much as I could, but, you know, he's a great driver. I learned a lot just driving behind him for 50 laps, but... It was fun. It was a handful. What motor you run in your car? Uh, a GM. You run a crate motor? Yeah, a crate motor. How many laps did you run behind Wayne? Well, I think I, that wreck happened on lap 48 or 49 or something like that. Right. That sounds about right. So uh, the rest of the race, I was behind Wayne. Yeah, he runs. He runs a, a lap. I mean, a, a line that makes it really hard to pass once he does get up front. But he he'll give you the outside if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> Once he gets there, after he gets there on the outside and from wherever he's at, he'll give you the outside. Yeah, what what's, what was difficult about that is I would have tried to go on the outside because I was tight down low, but um, there was some water going into turn four, Yeah. and he was going outside of the water diving in. Right. And most of his, and I'd lose time on him in four, I'd lose too much time in four to try to go outside of him in one and two. So going into... Going into three, he he went in pretty high, and sometimes I try to go down under him, but I hit that water, yeah. and my front end would skate up, skate up the track. But there's a couple of times there, I I, uh, I was trying to get him coming up off, but you know I I respect Wayne, and I would I would never you know die down into him and hit him and knock him out of the lead like that because I got to race him a lot more, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he appreciates well, it that. Well, it was, it, it, Rob, it was a great race. You really missed a great race. The fans. The, I see that a bunch us, of cars there us again. Us diehard fans that sat there through the rain. Um, we were just, we were just screaming and jumping up and down and having a good time watching the battle between Wayne and Blake. You know, maybe Bobby can get some money together and put a roof over that place. Oh yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> it's a dome. Just a, oh. just a roof, no sides. <laughs> it worked. So what's up next for you, Blake? What's that? What's up next for you? Up next is, I bel- I might go and race the truck there, uh, August 16th, I think it is. 
But other than that, we're going to race the next late model race they have there August 30th. Just come yeah, on I the was, night. Race wa- it on the night. Speaking of that now, I you had Sean. I was why you're not in your truck. Sh- you weren't in your truck. Sean Bass drove the wheels off your truck. He did drive the wheels off my truck. He was si- Rob, he was side by side on the outside. He tried the outside. People said they've never seen a truck race like that. With uh, mm-hmm. with Ross Chastain on the on the inside. And uh, uh, a couple of times, I mean, he was side by side with him, but uh, Chastain would, would seem to pull away a little bit on the straightaways. It's still hard on the outside there. I mean, if, if you've got a car that is really, really good, a little bit better than the other guy's car, you can get around or. And sometimes the right gear in a car, especially with these crate motors, because they've they've got to keep that momentum up. So, you know, uh, the trucks too, they got to keep the momentum up. So, yeah. you know, those kind of those kind of, of racing, that kind of racing, um, Bobby's track's really good for that. It really is because the outside lane gives you that spot where you've got all that momentum built up, and all of a sudden he doesn't, and you can get there. Sometimes you can get on around. Why don't you come on the ninth and run that thing against the Supers, man? Well, we got a lot of work to do. I don't know if you've seen the car oh. after the race, but <laughs> no. But I've I've seen what they can look like. Trust me, and I've worked. <laughs> I got mine. Mine's yeah. all back together. It's only taken me a month to get it ready. Yeah. How, how are the crate motors running against the Supers over there, Charlotte? I've seen Wayne and uh, the other one, uh, Macy, come out there and run. I've seen him run up there in the top three, uh, actually third before. I think. And then other times where he runs up there and then kind of backs up. It's all in how your car, if your car is good and it's handling good and it'll handle good and run the same for all the laps, for all 100 laps, Yeah. then you'll be competitive there even with the crate because, you know, supers, they, they're, they're so fast that they just wear the car out so quick, you know. And some of, some of the guys can hit a good setup to where they'll last longer and last the whole race, but not with a little water on the racetrack see if you get lucky and you get a little water on the racetrack or get a little dirt on the racetrack then that's the thing these short tracks even things up a lot yeah see you were talking about the uh the high line at charlotte and you race too right you race supers yeah well on the outside of turn three and four what what when my car hits them bumps it don't like them very much if i get anywhere outside of the inside groove it wants to throw me around sideways when i hit them bumps do you run a real soft setup on your car? That, um, or do you run a conventional setup on no, your car? No, we run soft. Well, that's the thing. that I hear the same thing from some of the guys that run a real soft setup, that they don't like to get outside the bottom. But I run a conventional setup, which means it's stiff, you know, compared to uh, what yeah. you guys run. And that's because that's the kind of car I have. And I have an older left-hander, cha- left-hander chassis. That's what so. we got. Mine's a 2000. Well, mine's even a little bit older than that. But yeah. Um, some of the guys that have the drop stuff that's set up for the real, you know, low ride, um, they don't really like to, to get on the outside. But, you know, like I said, it's you have to work with your car and you have to race it and remember where it's at, at when you went out to race it. And then you have to come in there and tell that to whoever your crew guy is that's going to be making the changes. And um, I find that my car loosens up a lot there, especially coming off, man. It, it gets crazy coming off. So Towards the end of the race? Yeah, well... Yeah, and that's if my car, if I made it through the whole race and didn't have any other problems, you know. That's the thing. At, at, at these small tracks, you know, many given things happen, and flat tires happen a lot. That's one thing I hate about the Mercury tire, the uh, American racer, is that it goes flat so easy. So yeah. that's one downfall of having that grippy tire with a soft sidewall. It seems like it goes flat easier, but 
Well, they switched the truck tires to Goodyear's. Did they? Yeah, so I'm not sure if the late models are next, but I haven't had any bad luck knock on wood with the American Racers yet. Yeah, I would imagine that the uh, Goodyear's probably are coming, and that, that's the only thing, you know. The only thing that has killed me at the races is oil leaks before and tire problems. Yeah. You know, you get a tire problem and you don't have crew guy that's smart enough to be able to tell that's why the car's getting so loose every time is because the tire's flat because you know late model tires they look like a regular tire when it's flat yeah but you keep working on that you know that's the thing is you got to keep doing it and you've how many times have you raced at charlotte now i've raced in the late model i think that was my fifth or sixth race yeah you'll you'll get it down pat what you got to do is start in the back with wayne morris sometime and follow him to the front yeah well well, what's funny is we drew pills the first time. Uh, there's two rounds of pill drawings that we had because somebody didn't show up. They had to redraw everybody. And Wayne mm-hmm. drew a 10, I drew a 9, and Macy drew a, drew an 8. So all three of us were going to be back there. And somebody didn't show up, so we had to redraw, and I drew a 1, which was great. Uh, I think Wayne drew a, uh, a 4. And Macy was right next to him, I think, with uh, a five, I think. Well, you're lucky, because the other way around, both you guys would have had a hard time getting around Macy, man. He's not yeah. even no easy guy to pass, either. No, he set fast time, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's, those guys have really come around with their program, and they do really well. Hey, listen, we got to go, Blake. Got a big show. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, anything we can do for you, let us know. All right, we'll do. Thanks for having me. We'll see you at the racetrack, Blake. All right. Bye-bye. We'll get you a sticker, too. Yeah, we'll get him. All right, uh, Blake, uh, Coke. Cook. Cook. We still have tonight Rusty Marcus, Scotty Crockett. Now, Scotty's been racing what? He's been racing the Craftsman Super Truck. Oh, uh-huh. trucks. Along with the Hooter stuff. I'm sure he's running the, uh, you Ted- know, I, I just want to hear about the Craftsman Super Ted- Trucks, man. Ted- I- Teddy Nelson, Jeff Chiquette, all them guys are coming. Listen, um, Wednesday night on Inside or on, on Real Racing USA. Yes. Uh, Skip, Wall, Skip Wall and I are hosting a, a, a special edition of uh, Real Racing USA sponsored by Advance Auto Parts. Um, this is going to be one cool show. And what are you talking about? Bowman Gray Stadium, which is the the uh, oldest NASCAR track in America. It's up there in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Twelve to 15,000 fans pack the place every Saturday night for this is a quarter-mile flat track. In a football stadium, okay. Been I was going to ra- say they played football in that stadium before. Been racing was, uh, there for track. forever. It's the wow. oldest oldest running NASCAR track in in America. Great, uh, Greg Garrison, who is the owner, is going to be on with us. We have uh, several drivers who have raced there for a couple of centuries, uh, plus a couple of defending champions, and they're having a big Wayland Southern Modified race. Twelve thousand fans, everywhere. and it's crazy, man. And and I mean, I talk to Skip Skip every week, and he fills me in, and and he sends me photographs. It's awesome event, and uh, every uh, Saturday, and that's our featured thing on Wednesday night. And seven. It looks like you have a relative of uh, Dr. Seuss on your show. Yes, yes, Andy. Andy is a uh, well-known uh, relationship there, and he. He'll what are you on. doing? Are you turning NASCAR? And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, remember, remember they wanted. The they contacted us, want to do the show. Car. We're going to do the hell out of this show. I've wanted to do a show on Bowman Gray Stadium for a long time because it is a very, very unique place. It is NASCAR a la WWF or WWE or whatever, 
and that's on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock to 8.30, 90-minute show. Then at 8.30, we are premiering Dirt World. You're getting dirty. Yep. And uh, Joe, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Yep. They're the, uh, they are uh, the hosts of the show. And, of course, for people who don't know, that's Joe Linebarrier and Billy Osborne from uh, over at uh, the east coast of Florida. And they're going to be doing this show every Wednesday night. Normally, it's going to be on at 7.30. But this Wednesday, it's going to be on at 8.30 because of the special that's coming on prior to them. I love this little note here that you've got. These guys <laughs> they do! Carry, these guys carry dirt around in their pockets, take a handful out, and smell it. I've seen Taste Joe it. do it. They love it. I've seen Joe and Billy do <laughs> this, man. Are you serious? I'm telling you, these guys love dirt. It's oh. Dirt World, and that's uh, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid Wednesday night at 8.30 this week. Then, of course, uh, Cece, you know we have... The 8th. What's that? Imagine. August 8th. Um, big to do. We are going to have Real Racing at USA uh, Full Throttle Friday live from Hooters in Port Charlotte. Um, I'm going to be there representing Kicks Country and Inside really? Florida Racing. I'm going to come on out and join you guys. We're going to have at least one, at least one United Dirt Late Model car. Working on more than one. As Scott and Robert from uh, Full Throttle yep. Friday, they're going to be there. They're going to be hosting their normal show from Hooters yes. that night. And we're going to have at least one Dirt Late model there. Um, we're going to be giving, we're going to be doing ticket giveaways every hour. And, of course, you know, the Hooter girls are going to be hanging out with us. It's, it's going to be, be cool. Fun. It's going to be a, a great way to get ready for the big race on the 16th. And then on August 9th, we have the live uh, broadcast of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series from Waycross Motor Speedway up in Georgia. And uh, then on the 16th, we'll have the live broadcast of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series from Charlotte County Motorsports. There's a lot of stuff going on in Real Racing USA land in August. Yeah. Why aren't you doing a live broadcast of my late model race? I'm racing on the 9th. Well, I don't know. Is there a sponsor willing to pay for that? Is that is that is that the deal, Jack? What's that? I said, is there a sponsor wanting to pay for the broadcast of uh, Rob's Race? I don't know. Maybe you there know is what? that we don't know Maybe about. if somebody out there wants to It looks know. like it's too late. You've already got somebody else, so don't even try. <laughs> We're trying to suck up. <laughs> All right. But I you know, it, this is the, I don't rate. I see August 16th, live racing from CCMP. Whoa. Yes. What about August 9th? There's live racing there, too. I know, but the 16th Me. is the United Me, the guy, the guy on the show, Model the guy that does the show. Series. Big, big race. Nobody cares big, about me. Big sponsors. Asphalt. The asphalt's going to be taken over by the dirt drivers. I can't wait. Hey, Saturday, I got to uh, hang out with and talk to uh, Bobby Clark, who's a driver in that series, and he had his car there. Did he take it around the track? Did you get to see it run around the track? No, I didn't get to see it run around the track because I was busy giving a tour of the pit. It went around the track and you didn't see it? I was busy hosting a tour back in the pit. You hear that? There was a guy, Bobby Clark was there with his car. He took it around the track and she was busy doing something else. Yeah, she was doing the Chamber of Commerce (laughs) night. But listen, man, we have uh, Jeff Chouquette with us. Uh, Jeff hasn't been with us for a while. Hi, Jeff. Welcome back. How are you guys? Good, man. Well, where have you been racing? What have you been doing? Uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot of racing, um, but, you know, I, I moved, I relocated to Huntersville, North Carolina, and, uh, I have a, I have a shop that I'm splitting with, uh, Jeff Folt. Stop right there. Stop right there, Jeff. Oh! Hold the farm. Just hold it back I wanna, up. I was listening to an interview you did right here on this very show in January 
where I ask you about moving to North Carolina, and you kind of like poo-pooed the idea, and now you did it. Yeah, I, I we came up. I came up here for the All Star Weekend. I had some friends that were um, could give us some truck passes, so we came up here and, and we did that, and uh, we had a free day or so. So we looked around, and um, me and my fiance and my uh, my one of my crew members that helps me. We decided to relocate to to North Carolina, and it, the main reason was is, is to try to get up here and start racing, and then it was just so much cheaper to race, you know, with fuel and and, and everything else. It, you know, I, I can I can go over to Hankey's for um, to get parts or to get anything. I don't have to have stuff shipped in unless it's you know a dire need emergency, but it's just a lot cheaper on on our program to race. So is that how you justified it? Just because you because Hankey's right there. <laughs> no, no, you know, in the races, and I'm, you know, the the really big thing is I'm right here in the middle of everything. You know, I've I've gone out to dinner a couple times with, you know, some people that I would have never been to dinner with before, and um, you know, I've met some people I would have never met before just by being right here and and you know by living here and being able to hey call me up and I can go out to dinner, you know, on one night. You got a business card. Yeah, I got a lot of them. I'm trying to get them all out. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the best thing to do. You have been yeah, racing. You know, I, I'm Go just ahead. trying to trying to you know meet this person. To hopefully, I can meet that person. And then hopefully, you know, one time I, I meet the right person. But you know, just trying to get out and meet as many people as I can. And like I said, hopefully, I meet the right right person one time. What's the difference up there between uh, being in Florida? Besides, uh, obviously, meeting the right people and all that is uh, is the uh, the racing environment uh, a whole lot different or not? Um, I mean, down in Florida, you have you have good racers. Um, you know, the competition level is about the same up here. It's just you have more of the people on the same on the same level. You know, you you go to a race at New Smyrna and you have five cars that are very very competitive and very fast. Up here, you have. 10 to, to 12 cars that are very competitive and very fast, you know, and, and it's just that, that that's the kind of thing that, you know, people are looking for when they look at the qualifying sheet, you know, and they see that, you know, five people were really close and then the next guy was three to four tenths slower, you know, that then they look, oh, well, there was no competition there. And, and it's just that there's a lot of competition up here. And, you know, that's another reason why we moved up here because we were trying to race up here as much as we could. So have you raced yet? I raced that. I, I raced the ASA South race at Concord. Uh, was my very first race, and it was 25 miles from our shop. I was I was very excited about that. I've never driven 20 25 miles at a racetrack before. Every racetrack I went to from where I lived was uh, the closest track to me was Orlando, right. two and a half hours from my house. But we went there. We had we had a very good race car, and uh, we had a. We had a driver error. I, I hit the wall in qualifying, and we ended up qualifying eighth, but we had to come in, fix the car, and we started 27th and, or 26th and finished 7th. Hey, Jeff. Um, looking at some messages posted on um, our forum, and um, somebody posted a message that they were watching you do the ASA race from Nashville. Yeah. And uh, they wanted you to know that uh, they thought you were looking real good. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I did see that. I seen that on there. I, I seen my name as one of the yeah, as a topic. Yeah, I was like, I was like, huh. So I read it, and um, I, I have lost uh, um, 
actually a bunch of weight. I've lost probably 30 pounds. That's uh, good. It was, I, I mean, I'm down to where my normal weight is now. Before, I, I, I mean, I was up pretty heavy. And uh, it was just all from recreational eating. You know, I would just, I would eat because I was bored. I'd eat, you know, just for no reason. Comfort have, food. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I have lost a bunch of weight, and I feel a lot better now. Um, you know, and it's, but I have lost a bunch. Well, you're trying to get yourself a little more marketable, son. That's what you're doing. That, that too, you know. I mean, it, it, it's a lot easier on everything. It's a lot easier on, on me and my health, and then it's a lot easier on the race car, too, because you can take that extra 30, 35 pounds, and you can put it wherever you want in the race car. So it's, it's a lot better for, for everything. So that, that's the reason why I did it. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. You know, if you'd have gotten yourself a little bit bigger and may have been able to lose like 100 pounds, and maybe you could get the Slim Fast, you know, sponsorship. Yeah, so you got to think I, about those I things. Could get, I think he got that locked up. There. I think he's lost uh, probably two, 250 pounds, something like that. Who's that? Jared from the the subway deal. Oh yeah, oh, Jared, yeah. Yeah, but he can't yeah. drive. He can't drive like yeah, you. That's that's true. He he can't. But <laughs> it, so uh, what about better on everything? Now listen, t- what'd you move up there for your cars and all? What's what? um? I I didn't move everything. I had that. That was one reason why I'm splitting the shop with Jeff Fultz is because he already has everything. He has all the brakes, all the stalls, all the welders. He has he has everything I need. And um, you know, I came in there and, and I moved. Two race cars. I, I moved enough to go to the racetrack on the weekend. I, I didn't take everything I had down there in my shop. I took a couple motors, uh, a couple spare parts, and uh, just enough to get us by, you know, because I I wasn't 100%, 100% sure if this was permanent, so I didn't want to move everything at once. So we just we moved a couple things, and we're just starting to get stuff. You know, I have to go back to Florida to get some stuff ready for the ASA Challenge race at Bristol. So we're getting ready to leave back to go there tomorrow morning, and uh, i got to pick up some more stuff to bring back up here. Are those supers or are those crate cars that you're running in that? Uh, it's, a crate, it's a crate car that we're running there, but I have both. Um, you know, on my off weekends, we're going to run past, and we're running a little bit of everything up here. But at Bristol, they're crate cars. So they letting you run your progressive motor now up there, no problem? They don't have no problem? They don't have a problem with your progressive motor in the past series. They're all cool no, with it. They, uh, they they allow us to run the progressive spec motor. They don't make us run a chip in it. Um, you know they they allow us. They don't have no problems with them. You know they adjust the weight. You know for everything. I think you got to add like twenty five pounds That's for progressive cool. spec motor, or fifty pounds, which is no problem. You know. Yeah. But they don't they don't make you run a chip. You know they they understand that they. You know, they're not out to pad somebody's pocket. They they understand the rule. Right. Well, that's cool, man. You've been to Bristol, right? Yeah, I, we went there last year. Yeah, for the ASA late models. Yeah, we uh, I think we finished uh, seventh, sixth or seventh. So hopefully this year we can go, and, and and I feel like I have a better race car going back this year, so hopefully we can do a little bit better. Did, hey. you, ever, did you ever play video games? Uh, I play them all the time. That's why I was just playing when you guys called the new, uh, actually it's not new, but I uh, it's the Arca, Arca 08 uh, simulator on on the computer. So I you play a lot of video games. So when you run Bristol there, man, it, it really it really relates a lot to the car, don't it? Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, I've actually I've been to Darlington, Bristol, and Martinsville before, and the newer games that they have out really relate a lot to the racetrack. I was I couldn't believe it because you know everybody says says that and everything. So I, I went to Darlington on the video game, and it was. It was fairly close. I mean, you could you could really go there 
and you could get to breaking points and the yeah. points down fairly close. So it is really close on the video games. Yeah, that's right. At Bristol, it's amazing how much you're out of the gas. <laughs> yeah, well, not not in you know not in the in the ASA cars because actually you don't ever like on a qualifying run, maybe later in the run, but you don't ever really get all the way out of the gas. You're always you know you getting in the corners. You might let out a quarter of the throttle or half throttle, but you're never fully off the gas. Yeah, they those are crate motors there. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are crate motors. I don't know. I don't know if all of them are crate motors, but some of them are. Well, that some sounds of them good. Might be super late model motors, but it is a crate motor series. So when's your next race? You said uh, August 9th at Bristol. August 9th at Bristol. Is they going to be televised? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think only ASA Southeast is televised. I don't think ASA, the, the ASA Challenge and ASA South and North are televised races. Any dirt racing going on up there? No, I don't I don't have my dirt car with me. I wish I did. I just, I don't have enough room for it. Um, you know, if I could get some sponsorship on board and go, and go out and get my own place, I'd definitely bring my dirt car up here. But that that's still at home in West Palm Beach. I still have two cars and uh, a dirt car at home. Well, well, Jeff, just an idea, just a thought. You could you could come back down here for the 16th and run your dirt car on the asphalt for the United Dirt Late Model uh, Challenge at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, we thought about it earlier in the year. It's just going to do One, I've never taken a, a dirt car there before. I have heard in the past that they go faster than the asphalt cars do. It's yep. true. It's true. It's true. Um, but... I'd be kind of scared because them dirt cars, they really don't have a lot to them. You know, and if one of the dirt cars hits the wall, I'd, I'd be scared, you know. It's like a Dorito. It'll crunch right up. <laughs> a Dorito. Yeah, when we, I just got my – actually, we bought a dirt car at the end of last year, and, and we just got it in the – when we got it in the shop, I looked underneath it, and I was like, wow, where are all the bars to this car? You know, it's yeah, two by two box, cool. 2B. Yeah, Jeff, I'm yeah. waiting to find out if Justin's going to come over and show up on the 16th. Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't I haven't really talked to him a whole lot. Um, he, he, you know, between him working and, and me moving and everything, uh, but I don't know if he's going to show up or not. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll give him a I'm call and find out. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, he, he probably will. I think he's running that deal for points. He's uh, not he, He's yeah. still leading the uh, rookie points uh, in that deal. If he could get rid of some of the bad luck he has, I mean, yep. He he has. You know, he's a little underfunded. And, uh, you know, he's had terrible, terrible, terrible luck. And, you know, bolts breaking, J-bars breaking, uh, shocks given out. I mean, he just, he's had the worst luck. But he's, he'll get a hold of it. Yeah, he certainly has. And he's, but you know what? Um, he's, uh, he's, he's sticking in there and he's hanging in there pretty, pretty good. And, uh, that's to his credit. Yeah, he's, he's actually, uh, it hasn't shown in his results and everything, but he's actually a very good race car driver. If he could, if he could get, you know, like I said, get, get rid of some of the bad luck and then get a baseline set up on his car. Um, you know, right before he ended up, or Thundercross shut down is when he quit racing uh, probably about four years ago, five years ago. Uh, he, he was doing really well, and then Thundercross shut down, so he didn't race for three or four years. But he'll, he'll get a hold of it here soon. Okay, man. Just, uh, we're, we're, just, we're just all uh, on your side, of course. Uh, we're excited about your deal, and uh, and I just uh, you know we all hope you get the get a chance at the big time, man. So get used to hearing, Showcat, Showcat. Your name is Jeff Showcat. Is that how you say it, Jeff Showcat? Is that how they say it up there? Say it again. 
I said, get used to hearing that. Is that how they say it up there? Jeff Show can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait till you get that accent. You'll be there for a year, and all of a sudden we'll be talking to him, and he'll be like, y'all and yonder uh, and all. Everything up here, I call it Mooresville. Everybody else calls it Mooresville. Yeah. I'm like, it's Bill, not Bull. There's no, it's Bill, not Bull, so. You'll see when you're there long enough. Oh, you'll start talking their way. Don't worry. It's all that. I, ho- I hope not. It's all that sweet tea and green beans and hometown cooking. Oh, it's that turns so good, it in. Good, too. good luck in your endeavors, uh, Jeff, and we'll talk to you soon, man. All righty. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> there we have it. Jeff Showkit. He's, he's number one man in North Carolina. Well. Good to see him go there. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's see if he can make something him. happen. Um, you know, there's no telling. The economy might be a little bit better there, and his fiance and him might be able to find some other work and. Be able to make things happen mm-hmm. and become a race car driver. If you're going to become a race car driver on TV, if you want to be that kind, if you have aspirations of NASCAR or any of that kind of anything that ends in car, um, you probably got to go there. Other than guys like me that don't have the money to do any of it, you know, just you drive for around. fun. Oh, it is fun. There's you no drive for fun. <laughs> yeah, professional fun seeker. <laughs> um, let's see here. We've got our next. Yes, coming up on the phone. Who are we talking to next there, Jackie Rue? Live from Paramount Studios, the one, the only, Mr. Rusty Marcus. Yay! Hey, Rusty, welcome to the show. What's going on in Orlando? Thanks for having me there. I've fallen on some greatness, I hear. Oh, yes. Mr. Jeff Show Kit. Yeah. From North Carolina. (laughs) Exactly. Well, he's a country know, boy he started, now. He started racing down at Thundercross where I started at, and look at him go. He's a Tar Heel now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thundercross, that brings back some memories of people that oh, were always mad. <laughs> Jesus, talk about a group that was always pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they just changed how? <laughs> <laughs> so what's yeah. up, Rusty? Oh, just the same old stuff, just a different day, trying to figure out how to make racing a little better. Every week, and it just doesn't seem like any of us are getting the job done right. <laughs> well, if you just get rid of them damn legends cars, everything would be okay. <laughs> they're such a nuisance. <laughs> no, they're well, not. We love them. How many did you have this week? We had this week. We had like twenty-four of them. Oh, there. that's a wonderful field. See? No, Congratulations, it, 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 Rusty. And you know what? The legend cars are. I got to say this for them. Anytime we ask the legend cars to do something, they're right there on the spot, ready to do whatever needs to be done. I mean, we we had, we had some bad luck this week. Figure eights with the legend cars? No, <laughs> no, we had we had some really bad luck this weekend with the weather. We got uh, four and a half inches of rain on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's familiar with Orlando Speed World, it can't take that kind of rain. Uh, the Friday night show was. So so, we got a little rain before the show started, but we got the show in. But it wasn't an exciting race. And then on Saturday we got some more rain. No, Friday we didn't get rain. Saturday we got some more rain. And uh, those drivers, I mean, I had the the, the legends, the Bandoleros, the Open Well Lights, and the Mini Cups there, and of course the ABC going strictly stocks. And those guys wanted to race so bad because I told them I said, okay, we got some options. We can either cancel this show, which nobody wanted to do. Uh, we can work some more on this big track, but I'm not making any guarantees. Or we can run on the Bandolero track. 
they all voted to run on the Bandolero track. Oh, and I had the classic cars there, too. Everybody ran on the little quarter mile. Really? Now, I was, we were shorthanded uh, Saturday night, so I was race director, flagman, general manager, and promoter. <laughs> cool. Those are big, and, big shoulders. Oh, uh, well, I don't know what the people in the stands thought, but standing in the flag stand, it was such a different world because I'm used to these legends. I mean, these legends, this is like a super speedway for the legends. And seeing them down on the Bandolero track really didn't do a lot for me. Uh, and the classic cars, they kind of look like moose on ice skate. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the visual. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but the drivers had an absolute blast because they got to go to another track without leaving home. Yeah. And uh, so that aspect of it, okay, I'm good with it. But, but the legends, you know, they help out their little brothers, the, the, the bandoleros, you know, whenever whenever the track gets wet, the, the flat track won't dry out that well. They'll go down there and, and make sure that it gets dry for them so they can put on their show. If we do a, a car show, uh, we were we were trying to dry the bandolero track out Saturday night. We had 20, I think it was 24 cars there. All 24 cars went to that bandolero track to dry it out. And, you know, that's that's what we need in racing. You know, this... this Team effort. You need yeah. everybody working as a team. Exactly. Instead of, you know, you get you get some people that, and, and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, but they act like... They will. Honest. Somebody will. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to do that. You know, no, 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 no. And, you know, it, 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 it takes everybody working together to make this thing work. That's it. You just offended somebody. <laughs> but it's okay, Rusty, because that puts you in good company. You're with us, so, you know, yeah. we offend We're people very, all the time. We're a very offensive uh, show that we have here. It's really crazy. It's kind of loopy, zany, if you will. Some people even think it's unnecessary, but we're not going anywhere. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Rusty, um, somebody posted on the message board a question for me to ask you. So uh, they, they want to know. I, I don't think it's a bad question. They want to know if you wear patent leather shoes, no, too. No, no, no. They want to know what's up with the Enduros. The Enduro. Okay, I'm glad that somebody asked about that. Here's what the deal is with the Enduro. So many times we have gone into things half cocked, and we been drinking again. <laughs> no, we found ourselves half cocked on this one. And what I said was because it snuck up on me, it was my fault. And I said, "No, I'm not having this thing yet because I want these things. I don't want the regular enduro that we've been seeing for the past couple of years in Florida. Right. I want the enduro from." Back when, where there was a hundred and something cars out on the track. Been, I want been dreaming again. A, a hun- yeah. Did you say a hundred cars <laughs> on the track? You've been falling back it to used those to be days. That- Wait a minute, oh, yeah. it used to be that way? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I remember Ocala used to have some races, that some enduro races that they'd pay 2000 to win. Uh-huh. and uh, 10000 Oh, 10000 That's right. They had one for 10000 to win. They had cars, 115 cars or something. How are you going to do it, Rusty? Yeah, the, the first one that I ever saw was at Hialeah Speedway. Yeah, they had them all the way around the track, three wide. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine that many cars on the track. Okay, now I'm excited. And now. you leave I them can... there when they break. Well, I know what Enduro <laughs> does and so it is, and I know that happens, and they leave them on the track. So are you going to try to make this happen? That's what that's what our game plan is. Now then, Woo-hoo. will now this then. one be that? No, it won't, because how can I say this? Those cars have been crushed already. 
Uh, no, we have to we have to find a new car. And, and that's funny that you say that because today in our in our fast car meeting up at New Smyrna, I brought up the uh, everybody seems to feel so so fondly about the bomber bees, the bomber bees, the bomber. Every time somebody talks about Orlando, they talk about the bomber bees, and I keep hearing about the bomber bees. You know, which was the old Monte Carlos and Regals and what? you know the big Chrysler and all that stuff. Which yes, that was the heyday. That was great. It was it was wonderful to watch that stuff. Watch. Or watch that stuff race. And at the meeting this morning, I said, how can we bring back the Bomber B? And it was pretty much said, you can't. Those cars are gone. They've all been crushed. They're on their way to China to be whatever it is they're going to be over there. So how do we get that back? How do we get back the fun in racing that is... 84 Z28 Camaros. (laughs) Trans Ams. Firebirds. Bring in the F body. Four miles to gallon. <laughs> you know how, how do we how do we get the fun back into racing? Because from what I see, and maybe I'm just in my own little world over here. No, you're in our world. We see it. We there, share your world. Fun in it anymore? Um, it, it it people don't. We as a I don't know about car, fun. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll throw fast car under the bus on this one. We don't get excited about our product. It's a, you know what, we got a show this weekend. Let's get it in. Let's get it over with. Well, what about promotion? What kind of promotion does your track do? We do everything. Oh, I mean, we get, oh, we get thousand tickets oh. to the drivers. No, no, wait a minute. No, 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 Ru- no, no. Rusty, isn't part of that, let's get it on, get it over with, isn't that kind of like go with the territory when you do 40 shows or 38 shows a year? Isn't it really difficult? Unless that's scheduled and broke up properly in some way, isn't it hard to keep that excitement week in, week out? It shouldn't be. If, if okay, right now everybody's looking for an excuse not to race. You know, the economy's bad. You know, this track pissed me off. That track pissed me off. You know, so-and-so said so-and-so to me. A lot of people are looking for a reason not to race. Um, when people get, you, what I tell people is, whenever, whenever they're looking at getting into the sport, Buy your car, come out here and have fun. When you stop having fun, you sell that car. Crush it, junk it, do whatever you got to do to it. Because when people start getting to the point where they're not having fun, it's a cancer. And it spreads to everybody in the pits. And everybody starts getting at everybody's throats, more so than normal. And people just don't want to be, you know, they, they, they get sick of it. And we've got to get that excitement back into racing somehow. You know what? I don't. I don't buy the. You know, we race too much because I, I remember back in the in the day. Okay, people had fun. You know, you might have had a bad race. Oh, look at look at NASCAR yesterday. Did they have a bad day? Oh yeah, they had a bad day. They're having a bad week. But you know what? You bounce back from it. You go to the next one. Yeah, you know what? That wasn't really what I was getting at. What I'm getting at is it it. it uh... It takes a little bit of effort or a little bit of creativity to keep the staffs who work every week at the tracks right. to keep them excited because no matter what it is, I mean, you can have, I mean, well, you know, you, you do the nine days of, of, of racing or 16 days or whatever, like during Winter Nationals. <laughs> it, gets, it gets tough, don't it? Really. It does, but you know what? Whenever, whenever you're in the middle of something like that, you're going, oh, God, when can it end? And then whenever it starts winding down, you start. I, I hate the feeling of the day after Winter Nationals is over because you've been in the middle of everything. 
everything's going on. There's so much. There's so much going on. There's so much excitement. There's so much controversy. There's so much everything going on. And all of a sudden, you're just in a dead zone. Uh, the track. You know, you you walk around the pit area. There ain't nobody there. And it's like a. It's like walking through the desert. Poor thing. Here's another. Here, almost to make me cry he for goes you. Goes withdrawals. <laughs> hey, Rusty. Here's another one too. Mm-hmm. And uh, this never really. As silly as it sounds, I, this occurred to me just this year. I'd never really thought of it before. But, you know, when you walk around uh, some of the grandstands that I go to, there's a lot of new people uh, who are coming as fans. And you can kind of, somebody was just saying recently to me, you can almost tell who they are, you know. but Because they don't hate you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Screaming, hey, Jack. Anyway, so we. So we get out and we promote. You've been doing this. You've been doing a lot of like uh, uh, gimmicks and and different promotional gimmicks to get new people who've never been to your track to come check it out. Well, right. when these people come and they see like somebody who's been around the sport for thirty years and they go and there's a twelve car sportsman race and they're yawning in lap three. Well, the people who are just coming to the races for the first time and they see these cars out there and they smell all the cars and they feel all the power, they're not thinking that. It's it's just as exciting to them as it was to the guy who started watching these races 30 years ago as it used to be to him. Right. The, the, and you know how you can tell the new people? At the end of the night when your last class is ran, which we usually run the strictly stock class, more beer. There's people still sitting in the grandstands. You can tell those are the new people because they're not so above these strictly stocks. And they're wanting to know, is there any more coming? Yeah. And, you- and, and it's like, <laughs> you know, they don't, they, don't, they don't know, okay, strictly stocks are, you know, they're bottom feeders. Exactly. Super late, that is, that is, you know, that's where it's at. And, you know, if, if you don't have super lates, we're not even coming. Well, and I think they another come. way... I, and I agree that, that the new people will stay for every class. And another way is when it does start to rain in a racetrack, it's your diehard race fans that have been going for a long time, like me, <laughs> who are who do things like I do. We sit there in the rain. Wait it wait out. For, wait it out. And you, the people that are really new to it and haven't really developed a passion for it, you know, run off. But um, I know why it's not fun anymore, because when you used to go to the racetrack, you had for your street stock race you had 40 or 35 cars that were there and they all had to run heat races and everything so you really saw guys really trying you know to make something happen so you know the car counts the car counts is what makes makes the uh, racing not good jack is right you know some of these guys try to carry you know 10 classes on a saturday night and they got four cars in each class you know well be smart cut some of those classes out let those guys run once a month maybe they'll get their cars together then and they'll put on a show to run now, cars now, every now week. Play, they get beat up, you know. Right now, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea, but it sucks. Okay, you got these four guys that have spent all this money on these cars. They're thinking that they got a full show coming up. Now, then you just told them, "Hey, you wasted your money." No, you're still going to let them race. Yeah, once a month they do, or start. twice a month. You know, something to where what's happened is obviously when they started, it happens with every at the beginning of the season. You got. 20 cars in the class, and then uh-huh. as they race a couple of weeks, they get beat up, and then the guys can't afford to race every week. So if you, right. you knock them down to every other week, even the guys that can afford to race four weeks in a row, well, maybe they'll end up buying a different car. You know, Maybe they'll get out of that class you know, and, and go on. 
Well, I tell you, there was there were some things that that Terry and I were kicking around, and because we see a lot of the, I mean, we see we see all the problem. Uh, it's just a matter of how do you fix it. Um, and we were working on a deal where you know Robert Robert called me a couple weeks ago, thirty minutes before I started my Saturday night show, and he says we need to we need to do something different with this. I'm like, that's well, that's the legendary <laughs> Robert Hart. Yeah, and that's okay. not the time to do it. See, that's bad planning for him to call you thirty minutes before and say well, we need to change something. Well, and this is something that I've that I've said to all of our management group at FastCar is, you know what? On show days, don't give me bad news. I don't yeah. want bad news. I need to go into this show excited. Right. Uh, well, he, anyway, he, he calls me and tells me this, so he says you either need to you need you need to cut that show or come up with a solution. Well, I've had a solution for several years, but I can't get anybody to hear me on it. And I'll listen. Go ahead. Let me hear it. <laughs> Do what? Go ahead. Let me hear it. I'll listen. I think Orlando Speed World should go to a Saturday night track. Friday night is too difficult. Yeah, Friday is always difficult. I don't think yeah. it would hurt anything in your neighborhood. No. Well, here's the thing. Terry, who's the, who's the promoter of, of New Smyrna, we sat down and we talked about it. And we came up with what we think is a great plan. Terry agrees with you? Yes. Oh, cool. Terry and I, Terry and I have a great relationship uh, at first, people thought we didn't get along, but there was there was it wasn't the case. Um, we sat down and we talked about about different things, and uh, we said, "Hey, we'll take the top four divisions. We'll split them into twos. One week they'll run at Orlando, the next week at New Smyrna. Okay, that just saved those drivers half the money of winning a championship because they don't have to race every week. That sounds like sort of like what I just said. Yeah. And, but they can still race every weekend if they want to. Yeah. They go to the they other go to track. Smyrna and race the next weekend. And really tear their stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody is so stuck on Orlando being a Friday night track that they won't let they won't let the old girl breathe. And would it would it flounder on a Saturday night? I don't think so. Would it hurt New Smyrna? Absolutely not. Our cars don't cross over anymore. Well, if you ran different classes on different nights, a lot of times guys could race it both if they wanted to. It's not that right. exactly. You know, you keep you keep your strictly stocks where they are because my strictly stocks have evolved into four cylinders and six cylinders with a few eight cylinders in there. New Smarnas are all eight cylinders. Okay, yeah, well, listen. Here's here's the deal, Rusty. If uh-huh. if you and Terry can't, you guys really should be able to really work something out really beneficial to the drivers and the fans because of the fact. Your tracks are so close together that right. you guys could pretty much run the Saturday night racing shows and flip flop back and forth, and exactly. I mean, it's a no brainer. And you know, Terry, he's a smart guy, man. I give right. him all the credit in the world. He's helped that racetrack out tremendously since he's been there. Exactly. You know, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and you know, Orlando Speed World being where it's at, we've got to depend on the coastal people. We can't depend on the Orlando people because it's too hard to get there. And you know, I've beat this dead cow to death, but. It's what I think it's going to take to make Orlando shine again. Yeah, because you... now then people people can if if Orlando ran on Saturday nights, okay. If Auburndale or Bradenton wasn't running a class that I was running that night, they're more apt to come over instead of having to take a day off from work and come over to run on a Friday night. People can't afford to do that. Are you going to run these other classes on Friday night, like the Legends and Classics and stuff like that? Uh, that's where the little snafu comes in. I would keep my Legends and Bandoleros on Saturday night, and then my, my tour cars, the, uh, you know, like the classic cars and the Mini Cups and Pro Challenge and Open Wheel Lights, 
uh, we'd have to work them in. You know, right now, right now we're we're very very free with what we do with them. And, you know, they'll call me up on Thursday sometime and go, "Hey, can we come race this weekend?" Absolutely, bring it on. <laughs> what do you guys do with the track on Saturday right now? Saturday we run we run the uh, the little car show. Great show, great show. You know, if, if if people would come and get it out of their head that those aren't real race cars. They would see more racing pound for pound than they're going to see anywhere else at any track. As we joked about earlier today, those legends, which some people don't think are real race cars, you can catch them on ESPN and, right. and other, uh, from where, Charlotte? Uh, from Charlotte, from Atlanta, uh, soon to be at Rockingham. Well, listen, here, uh, here's the thing, Rusty. We all know everybody that's been around racing for more than 10 years in Florida knows that that Mr. Hart is the most dangerous man in Florida stock car racing. And the next time he comes and throws one of them things at him, just tell him to call me. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll sort him out. I want to I say something in defense of Robert. I mean, he and I don't always see eye to eye, but I know, I know how racing is going in Florida this year, and I take my hat off to Robert. Because Absolutely. It has not, has not been pretty for him this year. Anybody that thinks that he's banking the money running the racetrack, they're out of their freaking gourd. And, you know, Robert gets grouchy, he gets mean, he gets nasty, he gets the whole nine yards, but he keeps these tracks open. Absolutely. There has never never been talk about, not serious talk anyway. I mean, every now and again he'll go, well, you know, I do better just to shut these things down and let them sit. (laughs) But we know he doesn't mean it. What do you say to him when he says that? We just look at him. Hey, out of the last, out of the, you look at what he's done over the last five years with those. I mean, they're not just there's a lot of you guys have put a lot of sweat and equity into all this stuff, but Orlando Speed World and New Smyrna Speedway have actually been transformed. Each of them in the last five years physically, and they would that wouldn't be happening if Robert wasn't behind the deal, man. Right, Robert. Robert is very sentimental. That's why I can't move to Saturday night because in his mind, in his sentimental mind. It's a Friday night track. And he remembers the glory days when the place was packed and everything, you know, everybody was having fun, you know. Well, just don't tell him. Just switch the <laughs> switch the legends and all that around, you know what I'm saying? Just There you go. Kind of switch it around and bring him on Saturday night, and he'll be like, what night is this? There's late models out there. What's going on around here, Rusty? Ru- Rusty, in, a, in an article that appeared a couple of days ago in the Sarasota Herald Tribune that was uh, primarily uh, – about uh, DeSoto Speedway, and and it was, it poor, was, it was John. It was it was called the high price of gas and racing, and it was kind of a, uh, you know, it was a frank, I guess you would say, discussion about uh, about uh, racing at the track out there, primarily at DeSoto. But Terry Roberts, uh, they spoke to Terry Roberts, and um, the thing in the paper said that Terry Roberts, director of marketing at the Florida Association of Stock Car Racing said patrons and racers are seeking venues closer to home. Racetracks must draw from their local draw their local audience from within a 30-mile radius in order to do well. And uh, that kind of lines up with what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. And and I agree with that to an extent, but I also agree with if you've got if you can race somewhere that's racy You'll travel further to go racy than you will just to race. Well, he was talking about the local audience, not the, the, oh, yes, the, the drivers. Local, uh, yes, yeah. yes, because it, it, people, 
people travel for you know a, a, you know like a Saturday night at uh, what was it Volusia? Was that the last Saturday night where they had the big dirt race? Yeah, yeah. Yep. People travel for that because there's a there's a hook to it. Um, you know, when's when's the last time you saw that many cars at a gathering? People well, travel to that. Well, that's something that we talked about earlier, Rusty. Is that is that I think it's racetracks try to do too many things. You know, um, so it doesn't make a hundred lap late model race sound very exciting anymore because they're doing it every week and they're doing it with not only super late models but with uh, regular late models. Uh-huh. Um, going to this one once a month, having a big show, um, I think that just adds to building your other weeks because when they do come to that big show, you get people that would never normally come to your racetrack. And then they don't realize that the next couple of weeks you may not be having that big show, but they're going to return to the racetrack. Right. And, you know, there's, there's, I got I got absolutely murdered at Orlando at the beginning of this year. And, and it was strictly because I had a tour there every week. Right. And the tours, much like a bunch of other things, Take away your in my opinion, have outlived their glory. Uh they don't. People don't get excited. When's the last time you saw anybody get excited about a Sun Belt race? Now there's a Sun Belt race this weekend at Lakeland. There won't be. There won't be 15 cars there. Triple Crown. Well, yeah. well, they'll probably. They'll oh probably no! Excuse that. me. I was talking but, about. But is there is there an excitement in the air that the Super Lakes are going to Lakeland? If they do some advertising, some promotion about it, there'd be some real excitement. Well, I, I, I okay. I'm talking. I'm talking to you guys. You guys know about it. You don't sound excited about it. Well, well, you're not like you're not going. Yeah, we're going to be there. You know, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. It's there's a race at Lakeland. What do we got to do to get people excited about going to these races? Does it mean, hey, let's do one super late model race a year at each track to bring the lure back, where you're not getting killed? You know, going to see three Sun Belt races at Orlando, four at New Smyrna, and three at Lakeland. Um, you know, I was, I was looking at Bobby's number this weekend, and I, I'm proud of Bobby down there. He's doing a, he's doing a good job down there getting the cars in. Um, I'm proud of Critter up there. I mean, yep. Critter, Critter, and and uh, Critter. Let's see, Inverness, Ocala, and and uh, Charlotte County. I'm proud of those three tracks because they're doing. I, I think they're doing well. Um, you know, we get we get shot down every now and again. There's a couple other tracks that get shot down on a regular basis. Critter and Ocala, I mean, they they stay under the radar for the most part, and that's that's cool. You know, whenever you can put on as good a shows as they put on, even though I've never been to either one of the tracks, I hear about them. Okay, that's what you need. You need people talking about, hey, we went to a great show. People got stuck at, at Volusia County Speedway or Volusia Speedway Park this weekend till three o'clock in the morning. But they were talking about they had a good time. There was others complaining they were there too late. But there's people talking about it. You know, it was a good show. They had a bunch of cars. That's what gets people excited. People- Rusty, Rusty, yes. how come you've never been to these other racetracks and you're a promoter? Uh, well, I worked Friday and Saturday night at Orlando. So it's kinda- yeah. See, he's in, a, he's in a rock and hard place here. Yeah, I, I guess stop. so. But really, seriously, you've never been, you've never been to Citrus County Speedway before? Not to watch a race, no. Or Charlotte County either? I've been to Charlotte. No, I've been to Charlotte. Where was it in Ocala? Oh, you got to go to the dirt place now, man. That's, that's a, a great track. Yeah, that's definitely. And uh, Critter's Critter's holding his own. He talk, We were talking this afternoon. He's going to be on uh, 
inside Florida racing here in a couple of weeks. But, you know, he said, you know, they're down probably 25% on the fans. And, and, it, and it's, it's just the, the nature of this economy. Right. Is, and, and especially like at Citrus, which is, you know, it's, it's a real blue collar or a kind of regular clientele there that come all the time. And, and they've lost a, a bit of that. And, right. and, and it's just, that's part of the, what we're dealing with, you know? Right. I think they, they, they do, they do a great job of it. I mean, Orlando Speed World is down about forty percent on the Friday night cards. That's really and, weird. And it's not. It's. I don't believe. I could be wrong. It's not because we piss people off. It's because people just can't do it right now. Right. Now you're gonna you're gonna make people mad with different calls that are made. You know, suspensions or whatever. Yeah, but forty percent of the message board hasn't been about negative things at your racetrack. Right, and that's, that's exactly. What we, that's what we try and. I don't know. Uh, Brokeback Mike didn't like us too much. <laughs> well, you know, you're always going to have some that don't. Well, he's, 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 uh, yeah, I won't even go there. Listen, man, t- you have some North Carolina connections. We all know that. Oh, yeah. Do you have any news uh, that might have something to do with that? You know, I, Rockingham is doing so much up there. I talked to Andy Hillenberg today, and there's some things that I can give you, some things I can't, but things are looking so good for Rockingham right now. One of the one of the most exciting things for Florida racers right now, believe it or not, is the January first Polar Bear 150. I think it's called, uh, where we're going to be taking some super stocks up there, and they plan on starting 99 super stocks at Rockingham on the one mile track. Wow! Wow! Um, it's a it's a deal that Frank Kimmel has put together. I know we've got a handful of them from Orlando and New Smyrna that are going to be going up. Uh, there's already one from Orlando that's been already racing a couple of the races, and they just think it's a blast. Now then, the double-edged sword. Here's what I'm afraid of. Our super stocks are going to like this too much, and then our super stock numbers are going to plummet even further. Because super stocks, pound for pound, they're there. Those in Legends, that's where you're going to see you're racing at. Because the super stock guys get out there and they put on the show. uh I'm just hoping that they, they better bring their hats when they come to a one-mile racetrack because I've driven around that racetrack, buddy, and let me tell you what, that's a big one. <laughs> well, I, I do know that, that Rockingham just got their dealership for uh, 600 racing, so that's going to be kicking off. Uh, uh, they got a lot of things lined up for the road course up there. Uh, they got the ASA race going to happen uh, on the road course, not on the one-mile, on the road course. Uh, they still want to do some testing and whatnot on the big track before they put the, the super lights on the big track. Um, now, Frank Kimmel, what he does is he puts like a bug shield across the roof of the super stocks to slow them down. Um, and they run on the mile, mile and a half tracks already, and everybody thought the show was going to be a bunch of crap and turned out to be a very entertaining show. And uh, so that's, that's real exciting. And then, you know, Orlando Speed World, we're really, really toying hard with the idea of bringing the Orange Blossom 100 back during PRI weekend. Good um, deal. Good, uh, good deal. Yeah, the PRI or the, the PRI show has elected not to do the race this year because of the cost of everything, and they've just decided, you know what, they're going to do the, the, the show downtown, but they've elected not to do the race because, you know, those cars come from California and all mm-hmm. over the place. Is it possible you would do that this year? Yes. Good. I want I want to bring the Orange Blossom 100 back that weekend. That's the December 14th and 15th, I think it is. Because I'll uh, tell you, I'll tell you, if if you do that, uh-huh. I would love to do the. Uh, I mean, we we of course we've we've done the the presented the Pedor 
Sportsmanship Award every year uh-huh. uh, at the Pedor Memorial, which is uh, the last uh, race of, of uh, Speed Weeks there. At, right, at, at the World Series. At the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. That was Pete's race, though, that Orange Blossom deal, wasn't it? it you know what? model race? I, I, it, it's special to me because I grew up watching it at Palm Beach Fairgrounds Speedway. And when I see that trophy sitting inside the the, the uh, office at New Smyrna, and it's got a big blanket laying over it, and it's just like that just ain't right. Yeah, that thing needs to be out, shined up, looking good, and in my house, the glory. <laughs> that would be cool. If there's any sponsors out there that want to make this thing happen for sure, you know, they can just get in contact with myself. Or Maybe that could be the old timers race. Contact you. Hey, there you contact go. you directly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, like, uh, the Legend Cars will be there for it because uh, the PRI show had gotten the Legend Cars involved with their show, and they like coming down here that time of year. So they've already contacted Russ Thompson, that's the, the North Florida dealer uh, at Orlando, about coming down that weekend, which, you know, that was already a done deal anyway because the Legends do bring cars. Uh, you know, and, and I just want to put on a big special weekend that people will remember and, of course, I want to whore it out because there's thousands of people downtown that are here for the racing industry. Big time, big time. Yeah, and, and I just think it would be an absolute wonderful weekend. Uh, and it, it's just going to take a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people getting excited about it. And we have the uh, December 4th and 5th. We have the, uh, is it the 4th and 5th or 5th and 6th? Uh, the, uh, Rick Bristol's. Jerry race? Yes. Yeah. 200 laps of truck race. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we hardly stop anymore. I mean, uh, we, we, we've we got the charity truck race, you know, and, and normally we have the PRI show. Uh, hopefully we'll have the Orange Blossom this year. Uh, then, you know, PRI can return back in, in 2009. Then I don't know what I'm going to do with my Orange Blossom. But Rusty, I know what we got to do. we got to run, man, because we still got to talk to Teddy Nelson and Scotty Crockett. Oh, are you trading me in? Yep. Sorry. You're done. Time's up. Talk to you later, Rusty. We only hey, give... Pro- talking to you guys. Hey, you. thank you. Bye-bye. Orlando we'll Speed World. All right, Rusty Marcus at Orlando Speed World in a beautiful Biffalo, Florida, right outside of Orlando. Um, so the Orange Blossom uh, 100, that's a big late model race. Maybe that could be the old-timers race. It's an idea. We have to work on it. We're going to work on that. We're we're going to take all these ideas and we're going to mash them together. We're going to promote us a big old race. Maybe Maybe this year we should go up to PRI. Maybe we should. Jack went. I think Jack went last year. You and I should go. They request him to go. We'll go on a road trip. It's only in Orlando. I know. Orlando's not that far away. Two and a half hours, still a road trip. Yeah. You can still yeah, have you fun. Turn your mic on there, yeah, Mr. Def- you should definitely go. Mr. Board Op. Yeah, you should definitely go. It's the bat phone again. Hello. Well, I'll tell you what, on the line with us right now, we have Mr. Teddy Nelson. Teddy Nelson, what's up, Teddy? It's Bonehead. CC. Hey, Hello. How's everybody doing? Good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. How's racing going for you? Oh, we ain't racing a whole lot this year. We only raced like, uh, I think last weekend was the fourth time we've raced this year with the modified. Basically, was concentrating more on my kid racing. And well, How's he doing? He yeah, what's he racing? Good. He was racing the sportsman cars up at Inverness. So, what, is the economy kind of got you guys in a bunch, too? 
No, not really the economy. Just, you know, I've had my own business there, and I, my dad had had some health issues, and I finally went ahead and closed up the business and took all my clientele and working for uh, Jimmy Cope now. Okay. I just took all my stuff and went over there working out of his shop and working for him. That was basically it. Now I got some more free time so we get back to more racing. And, you know, we built a brand new race car and had some issues with it. And Jimmy's been helping us out with it. And we made quite a bit of a improvement the last time we raced a car. And so can't wait to go this weekend. Hopefully they got tires to buy this weekend, but we'll see when we get there. And so you're talking about racing this, this weekend at Citrus County? Yes, that's what Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many times has he got to run out there? Has he been doing well? Uh, I don't. The boy, he's raced um, almost all season. He's missed about five or six races, just due to the fact I didn't have the time to take him. You know, like I said, the business was doing so well, and uh, doing all everything by myself. It just uh, the sixteen, seventeen hour days <laughs> kind of wears you down when Friday comes around. Right. But, uh, like I said, we got trying to get him another modified together. But he's, Richie Smith's been, you know, from up there at Inverness, he's been kind enough to, he's going to let Dalton race his car in a sportsman class. And now that we've got some more time, we'll get the modified back out there and start racing it a lot more. Yeah, I noticed that the last, I think the, the modifieds are starting to head back in the upward direction again, uh, particularly at, uh, at Citrus County. Car counts up there have been, still been pretty good. Yeah, everything was pretty good except for, you know, the modifiers dropped off there for a month or so there for a little while this, uh, this past weekend. I think there was 17 or 18 cars that showed up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. You know, if the gas prices would just stay the same for a little while, people would get used to it and go on with life. But when, you know, you wake up the next morning, it goes up all the time. You never know what's up. So Oh, it's actually coming down now. It's actually coming down, so yeah. you know, this week. Gotta, this week, I, I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah. You know, keeping my fingers crossed, thinking positive. It's going to come down. <laughs> it's going to make it easier on the drivers. And I heard and some lady all excited the other day. Oh, gas is down to three eighty-five, and I looked at her and said, "Did you ever imagine that you'd think that you'd be all excited that gas was down to three dollars and eighty-five cents a gallon?" And I had my nine-month-old son with me. I'm like, "What do you think's going to happen when he's driving?" Exactly. You're gonna be working a week to pay for a gallon of gas. <laughs> you got it. That's for sure. Well, I I rather fill up my truck at three eighty five than four. Yeah, that's for sure. How do y'all set the starting fields at the in the modifieds at the, at Citrus? Like, say you go there and there's seventeen cars. How do you decide who who starts where? Um, usually, if they have that many cars, we'll, we'll have three heat races, uh-huh. and then the uh, top. Uh, it winds up being. However many out of the three or two heat races that you have, that you have, the top ten will draw a pill out of a hat. But and then two, they went back to the old way, like they used to do the late models. Even if you finish in the top three, I think the way it is, because like I said, I've only this is my fourth time back this year. But uh, first place will start tenth the following time we race, and then ninth is second place, and then eighth will be the third place runner. Yeah, and then the but you still got to finish in the top pill draw to still be at least a start, you know, 8th, ninth, and 10th. How many laps you run, 35? Uh, I think it's 30. 30? That's cool. Hey, Teddy, listen, I brought this up earlier. I don't know if you were listening to the show, man, about 
the fact that there's way too many 100-lap races and stuff going on and that, like, you don't mind going and running 30-lap shows with your car, do you? No, no, I don't mind running 30-lap shows. It's, you know, it helps, you know, because I know we run our tires two weeks. So I know there's some that bolt them on every Saturday night, but, you know, it helps not having to bolt a set of tires on every time you go to the racetrack, especially the way things are right now. Now, now they seem to be able to straighten their deal out over there at Citrus. That um, they have most of their their modifieds or late models or whatever. Do the modifieds run on the week the late models don't run? Right, or do they run on the same week? No, they, we, we alternate with the late models. Uh, they'll run one week and they got off, and then you know we run every other week. And then every uh, now and then they'll run a fifty lapper for each one of them, right? Uh, this year they've only got one scheduled for us this year, and that's. Uh, I think coming up in end of October, first of November, and then they're going to have a uh, hundred lap race either January, end of January, first of February, something like that. Or because we're going to, what I understand, we're going to go to the treaded tire like everybody else has, and they want to, you know, use that race to kick off with the the treaded tire rule. And the modifieds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you gotta. Well, you know, just trying to see how things work at different tracks, you know, trying to compare them with other ones, you know, to see what works better for one and one for the right. Here you got Citrus, and they've got good car counts and seem to have good fans, and they run things one way. In Charlotte County, they seem to have good car counts and good fans, and they run things a different way. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess there's I guess there's an adage to there's more than one way to do something right. Yeah, yeah, more so, you know, like a I'm working over there with Jimmy Cope now, and you know you got, you know we've done our own thing for 30 plus years, and he's done his own thing, and you know everybody's got something that works for them, you know. So it's just sometimes you can. It's nice when you can kick back and look at what other somebody else is doing, and you know you can say, hey, you know that's working for them. Let's give something else a try for a little while, see if it works for you. Well, Jimmy has seemed to sustain, and he still has his shop. I, I talked to the old man the other day, Pletcher. He said he's still doing some stuff here and there and you know yeah, he's, it's he's still doing some machine work building motors for people yeah that's what he was telling me with uh yoho or something but uh it's nice to hear that uh you and jimmy are together man between uh you and him you guys got a lot of racing talent between you that can uh, transcend into customers cars for sure yeah yeah it'll, i know it'll get better it's just a matter of you know the economy getting better where people you know they get their money where they can free it up and, you know, things be like they were a couple of years ago. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I've been wondering uh, what you've been up to and uh, keep it up over there at Citrus County. I hope you and your son both uh, continue to uh, race well, and I hope things continue to go well for you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right. Have a good one. All right. Teddy Nelson, man, raced a lot of modified races, man, all over the state. All kinds of racetracks, won a lot of races. Uh, his family had a motor shop for many years, building motors. His dad, I guess, is having some tough problems with his health. And uh, I know his dad worked with Dave Pletcher at his shop for many years, too, and they kind of worked together. Uh, it's good to hear that he's with Jimmy because Jimmy's a good guy. And like I said, he sustained his shop. has continued to stay open. And uh, uh, last time I talked to Craig, he was working over there. And Craig's an awesome body guy and, you know, motors and stuff like that you know teddy's really good with so you know sounds like uh 
that's what you need to run a good race shop. Mm-hmm. You know, you need guys that are working there that actually, you know, know about race cars, and that's really important because, trust me, there's race shops all around. they got guys working on them that shouldn't even be there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I just want to throw this in here real quick again. Is, uh Wednesday night, we're going to have the uh, special on uh, Real Racing USA, 7 o'clock to 8.30. Um, we're going to find out from Greg Garrison, the owner at uh, Bowman Gray Stadium, how they put in 10, 12, 15,000 fans every Saturday night. And then on uh, following that, uh, at 8.30, the premiere of Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. It's going to be a dirt show like you ain't ever heard. Well, I, you know, before we get to um, our, our guest here on the phone, just want to make sure we let everybody know about Fancy Work Embroidery, fancyworkembroidery.com. That is fancy with an I, not a Y. And if you go to Inside Florida Racing, you will see a link to their website. Uh, Casey Mays does a wonderful job. They, Casey with Fancy Work Embroidery makes uh, made my uh, Inside Florida Racing jacket. She made all our staff shirts, and she can really do anything for you. She could do all the embroidery on your new uh, fire suit. They can make hats for you to uh, pass out to your fans and for your team, T-shirts, all kinds of promotional items. Go to fancyworkembroidery.com and tell them that you heard all about them on Inside Florida Racing. All right, on the phone, we got Scotty Crockett. What's up, buddy? How much, buddy? How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, let's talk about your uh, Craftsman Super Truck racing. Uh, you know, I got to watch you on TV the other day. I was really proud of you when you qualified. Which twenty seventh or something at your last race? Or? Well, twenty third is where we qualified last, and the first one we did we qualified twelfth. But um, the second one we had a problem as far as brake issue. But you made it in. You were the fastest of the go or go home guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. always good. Yeah, it was pretty decent. We um, our second practice and stuff. We um. We were about 23rd, 24th, and um, we just fought a lot during first and second practice trying to get where the entry just really, really loose, just snap out from underneath you, and um, we changed a million things on the truck, if not everything on the truck, so um, we came back after that race and went over and tested some more at Lakeland, and uh, I think we got the issue fixed. Uh, we changed calipers and rear and rotors and type of um, pads and stuff on it, so hopefully we got it fixed and um, kind of go from there. So, um, you, uh, you didn't race this past weekend. I noticed they only had like 34 car, uh, trucks there. Yeah, we're trying to do the bigger stuff. I'm qualified now to go all the mile and a half stuff and just trying to look at our schedule. Uh, we're, we're trying to put stuff together for next year. And um, I need to run like Nashville or something like that. And I need to run uh, Texas or Atlanta. And I'll be able to go to a Speedway. Oh, okay. So, that's what we're trying to do is trying to use our money wisely for the rest of the year. And still try to run, run some of the Pro Cup stuff because every time we went to a Pro Cup race, we've been um, in content to win a race and stuff. Every time we've been there, so we're trying to focus on that where we can still get really good finishes. And um, we actually were up in Charlotte last week putting some stuff together for um, for next year. So just trying to use our stuff wisely, and um, and when we do go race, to make sure we can go out to, to be a top five, if not a win. So, <clears throat> so when's the next time we'll see you in the truck? I'm not sure. We were going to go to Nashville. We just actually um, postponed that. Um, we had everything ready pretty much to go there, and uh, we had a meeting last week, and um, I think we're going to wait on Nashville. We need to do Gateway or um, maybe um, Vegas or something, and then from there we'll do Atlanta or Homestead, and then that'll get us ready for next year. Now, tell the folks listening out there, what what, what makes that decision for you, you know, um, in your meetings? What were you talking about? Yeah, we're just as far as getting sponsor dollars and stuff. Each race we go to out of our own, you know, each race we do down here, 
runs us 50 to 65 grand, you know, depending where it's at. So, depending when we pick up our sponsor dollars to get to a race and everything, just, you know, sometimes they don't come in on time and everything just to make our, our dollars go the right distance and everything. So, um, that we look at, you know, where's the, um, the most exposure when there's a, um, a race with a nationwide or, or a, a cup race. So <clears throat> that's what we're trying to look at, you know, which is the best exposure race um, for us to go to. And um, we actually met up with a guy last last week, I believe, in Charlotte, and, our, and a PR guy up there. And um, a lot of good things came out of it, a lot of good sense made from it. And um, we're trying to key off of that. So hopefully in, um, in about two weeks we'll have some really good news back from them, and um, it'll really tell what we're going to do for the rest of this year and uh, the following year. So, What sponsors you got on your truck? Right now, we're um, Dex Imaging is our sponsor. They're our main sponsor, and then we just got a, a deal through Verizon. So that's what we're trying to work with. And um, we have a meeting set up towards the end of August to go up to um, New York to meet with the national accounts and um, try to do something for 09. And um, that's what we're really trying to do. We want to make sure when we run with their sponsors and stuff, we run really well. <clears throat> and I think right now with the trucks, there's some stuff we're missing on geometry-wise and stuff on it, and um, we need to get it figured out before we go back. So. How many races have you run, Scotty? I ran two. I ran uh, Mansfield and I ran uh, Memphis. How hard is it? It's good competition. I mean, the first race I went to at Mansfield, we um, qualified 12. A good truck was too tight at the beginning of the race. We came in, and um, we pitted early and um, got back like 30-something. We got all the way up to 10th, and then we had to pit again. We wouldn't make it on fuel mileage. And that put us 19th, and then the last lap, Landon Castle, I just overdrove it and shot us up the racetrack and uh, finished 22nd or 3rd. Um, but it was really good. I mean, I, you would never imagine this little big racetrack of Mansfield High that you could run three wide. And it was the one time we were full wide, you know. And, I mean, of course, you bump and stuff like that. Everybody kept their stuff together. And um, it was really good. You know, I got a lot of respect for the different um, drivers out there. And uh, very tight racing. I mean, when we qualified at Memphis, I ran a, um, a 23. And uh, third place was an 03. So they had... Um, 21 trucks in between there with within two tenths, you know, and um, it's pretty quick, you know. I mean, everybody's right on the ball, and you don't have a lot of time just to go out there and mess around. I mean, you're wide open from lap one, you know, in practice and stuff to the last lap. So whoever gets the most amount of practice is normally who's the, the better one off, you know. So your guys inside the garage make a lot of difference. So and, um, I enjoy it a lot, you know. I, I definitely enjoy it a whole bunch. So. Didn't you tell us that Buggy was helping you last time? He helps us out on the Pro Cup. Um, him and Hampton are doing some northern stuff. Right now, the, uh, we went to Myrtle Beach um, a month or so ago, and Gary Crooks went with us and um, had an awesome car there. Um, Should have won it, and we got black flagged. Um, a really good call from, from Hooters, but um, we had exhaust. The bolt dropped off on the uh, on the left side off the rumble strips and stuff. I hit them, and um, it's just dragging, you know. But we went from 17th all the way to, to the lead, and... Um, and we're leading it and stuff, and they black flagged us, and it was just kind of a crappy call. We had to come in underneath the green <clears throat> to fix it, and um, we came in and put us two laps down, so we just parked and we wasn't running for points. So, uh, well, that sucks. Yeah, it really did. I mean, we ran 150 laps. as longest, I think, green flag race uh, Hooters has ever had. We ran 150 laps there with no caution, and um, qualified 17th. The car was good, um, <clears throat> just a... Uh, a little loose, you know, at the beginning or whatever, but um, it was good in the race, and we just kept clicking them off and just used the tires wisely, and we got all the way up to, um, I think, fifth, came in and pitted, put tires and stuff on it, came out eight, and uh, a couple guys stayed out there, and um, within, like, five laps, we had the lead, and it came back, and they had another caution. We came in and got fuel, put us back out the same thing, seventh or eighth, and uh, got up to the lead again, and they black flagged us. So. 
uh, it was a good car. I mean, Gary, Gary and I worked really well together. First time we ever worked um, with each other. First time I ever seeing Myrtle Beach was that day of the race, and um, it was a really good success from it, and uh, we enjoyed it. And that's another thing, you know, from going to all these tracks, I've never seen them any of them before, and you can't test on any of the racetracks we go to um, and the truck stuff. So um, it's definitely a learning deal each time we've went. I mean, Mansfield was the first time I ever seen it was the day we went up for practice and race. So, Scotty, I can't tell you, man. I- I'm just now sitting here trying to absorb this. What you, I didn't realize that for them to run that many green flag laps, not just in a Hooters Pro Cup race, but at the beach, that's yeah. bad, man. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was unreal. You know, 150 laps, <clears throat> green flag race, and that, that's wow. my favorite racetrack I think I've ever driven on them, um, isn't it? You know, I mean, really had to use your head. You really had to drive, the, you know, the racetrack. And um, not a one-groove racetrack. It was only me and, uh, I think, Clayton and um, Woody maybe got down there a few times. But we really worked the bottom of the racetrack, and a lot of everybody else was at the top. And uh, it really paid off down the bottom for us. And uh, we could really use it the bottom of the racetrack. And, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a really good time. And that's racing against some pretty – those are some pretty good guys with a lot of experience in that series, man. That's that's cool. Oh, yeah. we, that's... We, on lap 178, <clears throat> before we um, we pulled in, we had the fastest lap of a 21 – I think it was a 21.57, and the second fastest lap was McFarlane at a um, 22.02, and he did it on lap um, two. And, uh, I mean, just – it was fun. I mean, when your car is good like that and you can work the racetrack and really take care of your stuff, I mean, it was really enjoyable. I mean, we passed – I mean, now how many cars get lapped there? I mean, it's unreal how many cars, the way the tires are. I mean, we lapped Bobby Gill, I think, four times, and just a numerous amount of people, you know. And now we didn't put a scratch on my car. <laughs> Rob, that's impressive, man. Yeah, and it was um, it was fun, you know. It was especially racing with those guys, and uh, I can't wait to go back there again, you know. Um, they had it on the championship race last year, but they don't have it on it for this year. So uh, we're going to Bristol now. That's what we're getting getting gamed up for right now. We go to Bristol, and uh, we leave um, next week. To go up there and uh, get all of our stuff set up, and uh, we go to a test on the 11th. They have an open test for the Pro Cup. So, well, that's good, man. It sounds like you're having fun. You know, I know you love to race, and uh, things look like you're working out for you. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'll call you all in the next couple of weeks and stuff if this deal works out like we're hoping for up there. I mean, it'll be a, a really good deal for us, and uh, can't wait. And uh, cool. Are you at the shop every day? Every day. I'm coming to see you on Thursday. I'm gonna come by and see you. I drive by there every every Thursday when I go to my uh, mom's place on Lockett Road right down the street. So really, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, just come by, man. We're here every every um. I see day. you're selling that hauler out there. That's a lot of money. What are you gonna do with all that money? You gonna buy another race car? No, which one? The front, the one. <laughs> yeah. One up there for ninety nine thousand dollars, man. I'm thinking that must be Scotty's gonna buy a new race car with all that money. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually my um my um car owner. Um, he used to buy it. Or he had it for his um, hot rods and stuff. We're trying to sell it for him. Didn't you tell him ain't nobody up there has got that kind of money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Now the way the economy is, I don't think anybody's got any money. So. Hey, Scotty, it's always yeah. good to talk to you, son. I, I'm, I love to see you racing out there. I hope that we see you on TV here soon again. I love seeing uh, my friends and uh, racers out there. And You know, I know that truck series is tough, um, but it's worth the struggle, man, if you can make something happen. How old are you, Scotty? I'm 28. Yeah, you got to make it happen, man. It's time. If you can't do it now, man, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Getting there now. You know, if I had the opportunity I've got right now, I wish I had it, you know, a few years back. Yeah. Talking to the people we've talked up there at the time of uh, the age and stuff, I'm still good on the age and all that. Yeah. So it's just uh, it's all about the money right now. <laughs> Go get them, man. Well, lucky, Scotty, you've always been a good-looking kid, so you're marketable. Well, I appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll stop by and see me Thursday, and I'll uh, be glad to see you. Maybe you come around lunchtime, we'll go eat. All right. That sounds good. All right, buddy.
All right, there you have it, Scotty Crockett, man, uh, trying to make it out there in this tough. Hey, I tell you, when you go to Myrtle Beach on that track, Hooters Pro Cup, and them guys he's racing against, a lot of experience on that track. Oh yeah, a lot of experience in the Pro Cup series. 150 laps of green. And, but for him, for him to, to to grab it like that, that's pretty good. It's too bad the little general. He must have pissed the little general off. And Hooters Pro Cup people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what happens. It happens. Cool. So we talked to all these folks, man. Again, Got them all in. Another packed show. Rusty Marcus, Scotty Crockett, Teddy Nelson, Jeff Choquette from uh, North Carolina now. Um, <laughs> Blake Cook. Yes. Got a, Linda. Got a call. Linda from Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Yeah, and we got a call from Mark uh, from the Florida Slingshots. Yeah. And uh, he'd like you to give him a call off the air. We weren't okay. able to get him on. He wanted to give us some information. Okay. We'll have to get that out next week. Any birthdays coming up? Um, I, I have a birthday, but we're not doing it until next Monday. That's right. Well, that's right. Tell him. What's the deal now? Uh, Jeff Waterman's birthday yeah. is coming. Oh, oh no, no, but no, we're no, going to no, wait. What did you say? No, no. But people have to call us or yes, email okay. us and so let you us can, know. You can email uh, birthday greetings to me. You can send it to cece at wikx.com. And, um, For ten bucks extra, she will sing "Happy Birthday." <laughs> For twenty bucks, and give me the person's phone number, then. We'll <laughs> and you can send an email that you want to send to me um, at robelting at aol dot com. R o b e l t i n g at aol dot com. Good or bad, you can send it to me. Mm-hmm. I can handle don't it. Don't email me because I don't have time to answer it. I'm too busy because on August second, I got to go to. Lakeland's USA International Speedway for what, again, might be the very last race ever at the track that certain promoters are swearing is going to close at the end of the year. But whatever, it doesn't matter. The Fast Car Sunbelt Super Late Model Series will be there this week, Saturday the 2nd, with the Advanced Auto Parts Pro Trucks. Who's on the show next week? (sighs) We're going to talk to Mike Peters and probably Terry Roberts. Yes. Okay, sounds good. And? Uh, we're not sure. Depends critters on in two weeks, you said? Yeah, critters on in two weeks. Depends on who the source. But next week we announce the July. Driver of the month. Pandora, Pandora Jewelers, Jewelers Driver, Driver of the, of the month. month. And so. July will barely even be over. So so we, we are encouraging you to send us emails. You can either send it to me, send it to, to Rob. Yeah, send um, some winners. Put it on the message want, board if you want. Carol will find board. it. Put it, you know, for you know, nominations for July Driver of the Send month. me winners, not guys patting themselves on the back just because they've been running second and third. Send me the winners. And and I'm checking the message board. Carol checks the message board. And I, I appreciate when people go and post questions that they want us to ask of the guests also. Thank you so much for that. that and being, I encourage you to do that. That being our director of... Uh, of uh, Driver development, Carol Wicks. Driver development, guest development. <laughs> guest development. Guest development. After reading through the message board, Carol has an opinion on everything. <laughs> That's why we don't let her come on the show very often. I read a lot of things on there, and there's always a mm-hmm. reply from Carol. She's she's always on that board making sure that things are uh, there. When we're out of here tonight? Dick Anderson, Mike Franklin, Wayne Anderson, Drew Brandon, Wayne Jefferson, Billy Bigley, Ricky Moxley, uh, Ricky Moxley, Patrick Williams, Joe Linebarrier, and a bunch more. of interviews. Yeah, cool, beautiful. Have a Archives. great evening, everyone. Oh yeah, uh, this weekend. Where will I be? I'm going to be at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, probably watching a race. Next week, I'll be racing. 
then it's the United Dirt Late Model on Asphalt. I can't wait. United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series on the Asphalt on the 16th. Um, I'm trying to find a car. If anybody has one of those cars, would let me oh, race it. Oh, there's a lot of guys that want cars. Billy Bigley. Billy Bigley, we forgot to say this. Billy Bigley wants a dirt Why are you going to throw me out like that? They're going to give it Rob to him before Elting they give it to me. wants a, a, a car. And uh, Joe Put me in the car. Mitchell I won't crash it. wants hey, a car. You these guys all want cars to race. You saw what Billy did last time he raced. He tore his car all up. I didn't. I drove mine off the Rob, track. Rob, Rob. Rob is so desperate to do this, he'll pay you to let him drive your car. Well, I'll buy the tires. I hear they're cheap. Old hard good ears. Them tires, man. There's a lot of controversy around them tires, but we gotta go. I asked Bobby Clark about because you told me driving on the dirt is cheap, and I, I said that to him, and he looked at me like I was a complete freak. He corrected he said, her on he the corrected air. Corrected me on the air. What did he say? He said, "No, it's not cheap. It's very expensive. That they, the parts and everything, you know, cost big bucks." Has he raced a super late model on the asphalt? That's expensive. If you're on Florida's West Coast, you can catch uh, C.C. Brooks every morning, late morning and afternoon on Kicks Country 92.9. We're going. Good night, everyone. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah.